1: have stumbled upon the very unreasonable things podcast i'm daniel sanders the main host (laughs) and here with me today as my guests are josh lindsey howdy howdy and billy bone hey how is how, how is it going for you guys today
0: well it's it's pretty good we get to be a guest on a podcast we've been on since day one
1: exactly we're really trying to get the viewer shifted here so i decided all of my own to just take <laughs> over and you guys will be permanent every episode guests even
0: when you're not here i'm assuming
1: yeah even when i'm not here i'll record something to where you know it introduces you guys and then just i'll add some yes and hums, and i agree with what was just said by whichever person. <laughs> just throw those <laughs> in there and post <laughs> <it>. <laughs> So insert name well then host what are we talking about today Today we're talking about Die Hard 2. I'm a cop, that was a bad guy. Oh man, I can't fucking believe this. Another basement, another elevator.
0: How can the same shit happen to the same guy twice? Freedom. Not yet. Supposed to stay in your seat until the plane reaches the terminal. No frequent flyer mileage for you.
1: And the last Boy Scout. so you don't think the cops could help you sure after i'm dead they'll perform the autopsy you must be james james he does that with everybody he calls me joseph i trust you're alone no i got the fucking vienna boys choir with me
0: it was an accident right You tripped
1: slipped on the floor and accidentally stuck your dick in my wife whoops i'm so sorry mrs h i guess this just isn't my week Shit, this is the kid with the million-dollar arm, huh? You don't look like really much. Hey, I can't figure out which one of you looks the most like my dick.
0: You think you're so fucking cool, don't you? You think you're so fucking cool. Well, this once, I would like to hear you scream in pain.
1: Play some rap music.
0: Now, this being
1: the 90s, you can't just walk up to a guy and smack him in the face. You gotta say something cool first, you know what I mean? We're going to talk about these movies and really compare the two to see which one reigns supreme.
0: So, Bruce Willis versus Bruce Willis. That's right. Much like our Emilio versus Emilio episode.
2: This is this is prom Willis, though.
0: It really is.
2: This is... Uh, is it peak Willis? I, mean, I don't know. But it, it it's Willis at, at least... Opening up action movies. It was fucking
0: peak Willis
1: as far as one-liners go. Oh, man, both of them. Very one-liner heavy. Yeah.
0: And it it was also peak Bruce Willis stare. That little thing he does where he just glares ahead and kind of puckers up his lips to one side. Yeah, Yeah, where do y'all
2: come down on Bruce Willis?
0: I like Bruce Willis. I like his older stuff. I, I may be in a minority, and I haven't watched it in forever, but I liked Hudson Hawk, or I remember liking Hudson Hawk.
2: Yeah, I think that movie has actually grown in esteem because when that first came out, it was fucking panned.
0: I don't care and too much. And,
2: like, he had the heavyweight actor star persona behind him, so, like, yeah. all that movie is his ego and his decisions.
0: I don't necessarily care too much for The newer Bruce Willis stuff that comes out just doesn't excite me. And Bruce Willis, and I'll talk about a little later on when we get into the movies, but as an action star, Bruce Willis's appeal to me was the fact that he was as close to an every man as possible. He wasn't Schwarzenegger or Stallone or Van Damme who all looked like a million bucks. Schwarzenegger looks like he could fucking pick a tank up over his head with one hand. And it's like, there's no way of his training, but there's no way for the average man to achieve that. Then you see Bruce Willis and you're like, "Hmm, he's got a receding hairline. He's not really that in great shape. He's getting his ass kicked a lot. You're like, that could be me. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, Bruce Willis did. He know he personified that everyday man quality. That honestly was Die Hard that set that up, but it, it sort of continued on. When did it drop off for Bruce Willis? Mm. I mean, Six Cents Ninety Nine. I mean, that was that was a big year for him, and then he did like
0: Unbreakable. Yeah, I know a lot of people like that.
2: But he 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 like he was contractually obligated to make like a couple of movies for Disney, which he hated, and he, that's when he had to make like Disney's The Kid in like two thousand two. Oh, yeah.
1: And then there, is there a rookie movie with him in it or something like that? Maybe I not. No,
2: I think that's Dennis Quaid. I
1: know he well, made, I know made that a baseball movie. The rookie. I know that there's the rookie, but I was thinking that there was some type of movie he was in. that was, but I might be thinking of the kid. Well, he made that hmm.
0: cop movie with Kevin Smith.
1: Oh yeah.
2: That was, think, and yeah, apparently there was that. a lot of problems on the set of that.
0: And He also made the two die hard sequels after die hard with a vengeance. We had a good day to die hard and live Free or die. And I can't remember which one came before the other, I know live for or
2: die hard and came out. The for just fourth long, one like.
0: was whatever. It wasn't horrible. wasn't great. It was a movie. I haven't even gotten around to watching the fifth one. Actually, And I've got it. Just
1: I don't think I've seen I the st- fifth one either. I
0: started watching it, and I was just like, uh. and the thing with those later Die Hard movies is the threat got to be on a global scale. And at this point, it kind of takes away from the appeal of Bruce Willis's character because we've we've gotten out of our depth, right? This isn't something that Bruce Willis himself could solve as a single person. Yeah. Whereas the the first Die Hard happened in Nakatomi Plaza or Tower, or whatever it was, and even then it was a struggle for him throughout the movie. It wasn't like he was just going through kicking ass and never ran into any kind of adversity. It was a normal dude fucking struggling to get this done. And you had the same thing in Die Hard too. He got his ass kicked in Die Hard too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was a little more badass in the Last Boy Scout, but it. He was a Secret Service agent, so it fit his character. But he still got beat up a lot in there. And then, Yeah, he
1: had to run himself down so fucking much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even Die Hard. alcoholic didn't give a fuck about living, apparently. (laughs) Hated
0: himself. Even Die Hard with a Vengeance had a Bruce Willis that was still like an everyman, you know, where it was, I guess, kind of relatable. It it still wasn't like world-level threats. It was a dude that was just out for vengeance. And plus he wanted gold because that's always, at least in the 80s, that was always a good motivator for movie villains was money. Now we don't get, get that as much, I guess, because you can go on TikTok and become a star. So why commit crimes to become rich?
1: Yeah. If it's going to take a year and a half to, uh, successfully hatch a plan that's going to get you rich, just really go hard at trying to make a channel on the internet. Yeah,
0: really just fucking put your plans on YouTube, make channels of you, make videos of you making the plans. They yeah. get a bunch of followers and then you'll be rich and you won't even have to hatch your devious scheme or make a podcast yeah. like us and be yeah. broke.
1: <laughs> Bowen did say, look, guys, I know that we've been talking about this devious scheme for years and we were just about to pull the trigger on it, but let's just do a podcast instead. Yeah. That's all it took. Yeah,
0: let's let's find our fortune on the crowded world of podcasting. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> with, Nobody's with, doing this. Yeah. It's a sure thing.
0: Like we have an uphill battle. You know, there's people that's more charismatic. There's people that's smarter, people that are better looking, but we're going to overcome all of those people. Fuck you, First Joe Rogan. Step, not having We're video. about to be number one.
2: <laughs> I, I do have to ask, what does being good looking have to do with an audio medium?
0: Um, everybody likes good looking people.
2: Okay. Can't argue with that.
0: I mean, you see a lot of attractive podcasters. <laughs> uh, maybe their voices sound sexy. I don't know. They're all nines or
1: tens at least.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like three fives up in his bitch talking
1: (laughs) yeah hey all together we make a 15 yeah not too bad
0: (laughs) we're like voltron we form together to make one attractive human being (laughs) yeah but yeah i like
1: like, uh bruce willis man i I really do i mean i'm not no huge fan there's plenty of shit he's done that i'm like okay whatever i'm not watching that but uh but yeah like action that's what we all knew him as in the 80s and 90s and then uh, I liked it whenever he did whole nine yards. I'm a fan of those movies, but you know, that's, we're talking about prime, prime peak time. I guess that'd be for uh, Matthew Perry, right? When that right after friends or right towards the end, was he still doing friends during the first?
2: one? No, nah, it was just during friends. Like okay. 99 was the whole nine
0: yards. Bruce Willis for me he's always been one of those actors where I like to I like the movies he's in. Like I said I like Hudson Hawk or I remember liking Hudson Hawk. But he was never an actor where I was like, "Oh shit, he's got a new movie, let me go see it." You know like there was a time where Schwarzenegger, when Schwarzenegger put out a movie, you're like, "Oh shit, I got to see this." Yeah. Even Stallone to a lesser extent. Bruce Willis probably was in overall better movies than Stallone. Cuz I think once you get past like Rocky 1, 2, well I know a lot of people like the first four Rocky. Let's not act like mm-hmm. Rocky 3 and 4 were what you'd call a good movie? They were fun movies, but they weren't good movies, right? Uh, yeah, you
1: get to where you uh, get where it's like, okay, this is the type of movie we're doing. Yeah. everyone knows this. We're gonna have fun with it.
0: Rambo. And, uh, the first two I Rambo, Rambo movies were the, well. The first Rambo movie is good. The second Rambo movie was is <sighs> an action movie. The first Rambo movie, I don't is it's an action movie, but it's not an action. Movie. It actually has a story and a, a reason behind everything, right? Rambo two was just like, man, we gotta get Stallone topless with a fucking bow and arrow. But then you had a
1: bunch of I man. That's a solid plan.
0: Yeah, but then you had some movies that, like, when I saw the preview for Over the Top, I wasn't like, oh, shit, I got to see this. Now, if that was Arnold Schwarzenegger arm wrestling, I'd have been like, oh, shit, I got to see this.
2: I don't know, man. I'll disagree with you. I'll, I'll, I'll stand for Over the Top. I'll, uh, yeah, that's a cheesy, bad movie that I like. I saying it's fun to watch. Earlier. It's just
0: that I don't, uh, I just never had that, like, urge to see, like, everything. That's, I don't know, I like man. It. It's got,
2: it's got this, like, just this sheen of 1986 on it. It took um, a minute
0: okay. for Stallone to get there, right? Because he, you he had uh, True Lies, and then I think it was like Eraser. The you're talking year, about Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Like, I think once you got, I think Eraser might have been that last one where it's like, I got to see this. And then kind of the sixth day came around and into days, and you're kind of like,
1: hmm.
2: That was it. Yeah, I'm good.
1: good. Yeah, that was his uh, decline, the beginning of his decline.
2: Yeah. But yeah, Bruce Willis is. Now, remember, like, and, um, you know, elementary junior high Bruce Willis he was you know probably one of my favorite actors you know like what happens with most actors you know they they age and you know if you have the acting chops and you can you can still be relevant um Willis was never that guy and because I've kept hearing stories about him being a just a fucking Major asshole. Like it's just really soured me on. And he's not. You know, now his movies are VOD. You know, it's like um, he's pretty much Nicholas Cage and John Travolta. You know.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I get what you mean. I mean, I, I wouldn't say he's as bad as Nicholas Cage because Nicholas Cage is just the worst at that. You know, he will take a fucking anything. If we, if Nicholas Cage at him, he would do a movie that. But Nicholas
2: Cage can, can have circles shit. around Willis though. But
1: I was the just saying. Like, yeah, I wouldn't we say Nicolas Cage is the worst at it, but maybe he's the best at it. No, Nicolas he is. he's like always getting a paycheck. Picking any movie,
0: that like, dude's like, always hey, getting a paycheck, though. though.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's because he's, he's in debt. Doing it, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: That's he's in debt, but exactly. I-, I remember we tried to watch The Fan, or we did watch The Fan over at Daniel's when I was home visiting the John Travolta movie, where he was just a fan of Devin Sawa of all people and he played this mentally challenged guy called moose you do you remember this day yes, this was I just like remember. two That's years the ago it, though,
1: the fan i was thinking yeah. fucking snipes and de niro
2: yeah i know it's yeah they they ripped it and just you watch travolta on screen now and it's just embarrassing it really yeah, is
1: he's definitely taking on the uh old guy he's embracing the old guy
2: he's like, finally he shaved was, his was head old. like somebody yeah. convinced him they were like Dude, everybody knows you're wearing a wig. If somebody can
0: fucking convince Steven Seagal, because we know that shit's fake as hell,
2: dude. Yeah. I mean, the colors don't even match up.
0: Well, like, a real hairline isn't like a straight fucking line on your head like it was drawn by a pencil. That's what Seagal looks like. Or not Seagal, Seagal.
2: I thought thought he had, like, a little fake, uh, what do they call it? Um, Widow's peak. Probably. It looks, it looks like a perfect widow's peak, like a perfect triangle. Yeah. That's just centered.
1: Yeah, it's like somebody drew it on his head. Yeah. It's so funny because I haven't watched a lot of his shit. Like, I know that he's big and all that shit. You know, I've seen a few of them. Like, back, you know, early, mid-90s, early 90s, I've seen some of those action flicks with him in it. But I know he's done so much, and he has such a following. That's all you need and to man, see. I mean, I know a lot of his silly shit, of course. I, I'm a well aware of that, you know. He, but I haven't watched a lot of students' Seagal.
0: Seagal was one of... He was like one of the early adopters of, uh, I'm allowed to whoop your ass, but you're not allowed to lay a hand on me. So a lot of yeah. his movies, he didn't get touched in. Yeah. It was just him. Be- like watch under siege, which is supposed to be his best movie. He beats Tommy Lee Jones's ass in that movie.
1: Under siege. I have seen. Yeah. are the Lee main J- ones I have seen.
0: Tommy Lee Jones doesn't do anything out for justice, man. He beats the shit out of William Forsyth. Like it's just Seagal kicking the shit out of people.
2: Yeah. And, and yeah. to bring it Van
0: back, Damn. that is what's. Van Damme no, would take ahead, a beating in his movies. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was only bringing it back to Bruce Willis, which we're talking about these other um, actors, and it does bring it back. That that's why people gravitated to John McLean. You know what I mean? We all said John McLean started it out or whatever, but John McLean's just this every fuck, every day dude getting getting hassled by his fucking. You know, well, I guess I'm I'm straight jumping into Die Hard 2, but I was meaning like, you know, he's just a regular guy and he's doing all this shit. He has a but cop. He, he but takes a beating. He is trained. But, yeah, he's not this bad motherfucker that's just whatever. But, uh, but yeah, the question is, though, which movie out of Die Hard 2 and Last Boy Scout did he do a better performance?
0: Which movie do we prefer, huh?
1: I'm talking about Bruce Willis's act in the movie.
2: Well, should we get into the synopsis first? And then.
1: Oh, well, my bad. Yeah. We trim just the talking. fat. Probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Do y'all stay? What's up with the synopsis?
0: Uh, I like how when I try to be speedy, you fucking call me out. Daniel does it. You're just kind of casual, like, "Hey, man,
1: let's uh let's do the synopsis first. No, I was just talking. Um, well, it, felt like, yeah, we were, it, it felt like we were. It felt
2: like we were veering into verses.
0: Yeah. If if I do it, he's like, Bones. "God damn it, you're trying to move so fast through these movies." Do your job, Josh. Say something clever <laughs> about
2: these movies. Okay. Here's a sitch. Okay, Die Hard 2. Here we go. When the studio heads at Fox went into the last year of the decade in 1989, they realized that not only did they dominate and conquer the action genre of the 80s, they ran a train on the whole goddamn thing. They capped off the 80s with Aliens in 1986, Predator in 1987, and finally Die Hard in 1988. And of course, being studio heads, they were left left shrugging their shoulders and saying, "Run it back," <laughs> but only kind of run it back. They moved Predator from the jungle to the concrete jungle, jungle, and replaced Arnold with Danny. I'm too old for this shit, Glover. They almost ruined the greatest director of our generation, David Fincher, when they absolutely couldn't stop themselves from meddling in the production and editing of Alien Three. But it came to. But when it came to Die Hard, their newest baby, they said, fuck it. Let's go big. And what's bigger than the Nakatomi building? A goddamn airport, that's what. And that's where we find our hero, John McClane, being played by a still likable Bruce Willis. And yet again, it's Christmas. And yet again, he's separated from his wife, Holly. This time physically and not emotionally. And yet again, there's a terrorist in his vicinity. And yet again, there's local law enforcement that he clashes with. And yet again, he'll soon have a black sidekick to help him on his journey. And yet again, his wife will face peril because of said terrorists. And yet it, again, it's up to John McClane to save the day. But this time, the terrorist is an ex-American colonel we'll call Colonel Buttcheeks. And when Colonel Buttcheeks takes over the Dulles Airport in Washington, D.C. with the technology and such, I guess, it's kind of a faulty system they have there. He holds yeah, the airport hostage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he holds the airport hostage in order to retrieve the ex general and dictator of our favorite fake South American country, Velverde, General Ramon Esperanza. Colonel Buttcheeks wants to escape with the ex-general and fly off to a tropical island and have money and stuff. I'm not really sure how that works, seeing that he was being extradited to America for drug charges so all of his assets and money would be confiscated. But Colonel Buttcheeks is fine with the drug lord and dictator making pinky promises that he has money. But little do they know that John McLean also made a pinky promise. A pinky promise to law and order.
1: That's right. So, Let's see, it's funny because you're with all of the yet agains, it's uh the perfect line at the end of the movie from Holly. Why does this keep happening? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> exact same scenario.
0: Hey, I wanna I wanna point something out before we get into both of the movies real quick. This is just something I noticed and I want to make sure I don't forget it. Both of these movies had uh had Mel Gibson Lethal Weapon movies in them. Did you notice that? Bastard. They had him on a TV in Last Boy Scout, and in Die Hard 2 there was a magazine ad. Advertising Lethal Weapon?
1: Yep. The magazine at the airport was uh, advertising Lethal Weapon 2, correct? It would and have to then, be. But was it Lethal it was, Weapon 1? It was Lethal Weapon it was 1 that
0: was on the TV and Last Boy on the TV. Scout. Yeah, yeah, that's what Mel I was Gibson thinking. Was I have tortured. that in my notes.
1: Yeah.
2: I guess that's a Shane uh, Black connection. Yeah. Shane Black wrote Lethal Weapon yeah. and Last Boy Scout.
1: Last Boy Scout, yeah. Well, then what and, about Die Hard 2?
2: I don't know. That
1: is. Uh, that was his uh, cousin, Steve. Steve Black. Shout stuff. out to Steve Black.
0: All right, <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of oh, last oh, Boy oh, scout, we'll Or just, Steve Blackman, the Lethal Weapon from WWE. Steve Blackman. You remember proper him, Josh? Proper badass. Yeah, proper hey, badass. Come to the ring in the fucking, like, black jogging pants or some shit, and you had two fucking kendo sticks or whatever they were.
2: Yeah. Yep. He didn't need Mike skills.
0: No. He just needed a fucking square jaw, flat hair, and a sweet goatee. And <laughs> some yeah. fucking kendo sticks. <laughs> Anyways...
1: Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there in your face, Daniel. I beat you to it. Yeah, you did, man. You're like, before we get into the movie at all, let me throw this out there. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Boom. I got mine.
2: <laughs> I remember ruining that
1: for people. Oh, yeah. You know how people talk about things, it's like things that people are still salty about? No. Or whatever? Like, man, anytime anybody brings up Sixth Sense, I'm like, Josh, that son of a bitch ruined it for me right out of the gate.
2: Yeah, I, I do feel bad about that. Like, I still remember that, and I'm like, that's not cool. Not cool.
1: Yep. I just want to start out with fucking William
0: Sadler. Fucking butt-ass naked. Doing karate. Doing
1: nude karate yoga.
0: And, and look, I find myself subconsciously doing front kick sometimes when I get out of the shower. Probably because of this movie. I'm just like, Ugh, front kick, bitch. <laughs>
1: what did Michael Booker in Mallrats? Yeah, like he was Booker? doing it too. Yeah, Rooker. 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 That's it. Rooker, Rooker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm about to do it next time I get out of the shower. Just a front kick.
0: I think, like, you know, because the movie obviously was in standard definition at one point. I don't know if y'all noticed it, but with it being in high definition, when you see him from behind, you see the fucking outline of his dick while he's fucking doing his nude karate.
2: I didn't even notice. Because he was so cut. He was. That motherfucker was made out of granite.
1: He was happy to show that body off. Yeah. Yeah dude now courtney walked in on that scene and she was like where is his nuts like it should de- they should definitely be hanging from this you angle you didn't look hard enough <laughs> oh man i think that they had to have shit taped up and maybe you saw the bottom of the tape job
0: i saw like a little half circle hanging down at one point man I'm telling you it was a little I just didn't
1: pause it and slow it down to the should, you know you don't, slow motion. you don't prepare for this podcast as much as i do it's obvious It's like you gotta find those nip slips and those sack hangs, (laughs)
0: right? Yeah, that was, and and I was sitting there thinking too. I'm like, this is the same person that played the fucking Grim Reaper in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey.
1: Yeah, no, right?
0: Like he was hiding all this underneath that fucking black robe. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. Let me ask this
2: question: What do y'all remember outside of this movie? Because obviously, it's it's fresh. But what do you remember William Sadler in? What's your go to William Sadler movie?
1: Bill and Ted's bogus journey. I think that yeah, him as mm. death. Anytime I see him in anything, I remember him as death. And Bill and Ted.
2: Mine's mm. Demon Night. Oh yeah, it's he was because that. that's
1: Courtney's. That's my wife, Courtney's. For those who are listening yeah. and don't know, but That'd yeah, that's Courtney's. Second, like but... anytime she sees him, she's like, oh yeah, he was in Demon Night. She yeah, she references that a lot.
2: Demon Tales from the Crypt had a, a, a very small run in the nineties. With their movies, with Bordello and Blood and Demon Night, I like both of
0: them. I, you know, I have to go yeah. back and watch Bordello of Blood. It's been a minute. I did enjoy Demon Night. I've watched it recently. I enjoyed it the first time I saw it. It was, you know, it was a pretty straightforward horror movie. Yeah. Hey, here's what's up. Let's get to the fucking killing. Yeah. And
2: Bordello of Blood, it's, um, you know, say what you want about him now, but I enjoyed Dennis Miller being Dennis Miller. In a vampire movie, you know? That's just, you don't see that. But
1: It's funny. It's, I haven't seen Bordello and Blood in a long time, but I have seen Demon Knight a couple times in the past few years, but Bordello and Blood, I have not seen that in a while. Yeah.
2: yeah. I bought the double-pack DVD of way back in the day of Bordello <laughs> and Demon. But uh, let, let me just do my last Boy Scout synopsis, and then we can, All right. we can just talk freely and just, you know, to the listener— this is going to be cut off early. It was hard to sort of pin down this movie because this movie moves at a clip and it was kind of hard to put it all together in this pot and just let it be. So I just had, this is just, I guess my overview, my thoughts of last boy scout. Last boy scout is a movie set in 1991 or is it 2021?
0: I think you should have stopped right there. Last boy scout is a movie. Perfect.
2: (laughs) Perfect. Perfect.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The people are filled in. (laughs)
2: Um, It's sometimes hard to tell with this movie if it's set in 1991 or 2021. There's public shootings. There's also football players trying to force women to perform fellatio on them while holding their heads underwater. Side note, that scene inspired Deshaun Watson to become a football player. In addition to all that, there's a complete lack of player safety in this movie. One week after a player shoots multiple people during the game, including himself, the league says, fuck it, run it back next week. So the worst that can happen. Yeah. And then there's the antagonist of the movie, the millionaire owner of the LA stallions who will stop at nothing to legalize gambling and football, including bribing a Senator and then attempting an assassination on said Senator and all the while threatening to shoot a 10 year old girl in the face. If he doesn't get what he wants. And with all that being said, still less gross than Dan Snyder. And that's pretty much, that's pretty much all I got on that. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: You know, yeah, it's funny you say it. Is it's it is funny that this was like a PSA for uh, for people to start thinking about football. Like, man, we're all fucked up out here. Nobody gives a shit. And it's like I thought I was just coming to see an action movie, but are these football players in that much trouble? Yeah. Well, I, I got <laughs> thoughts so so, opening I, the eyes of the football. When problem. we
0: get to it, I got so I thought on that too. But I do want to point something out real quick about both movies. Also, is they <laughs> both seem have what are seemingly supposed to be Texans in prominent roles. Way out of Texas, the owner of the LA team, because that's not an LA guy.
2: No, no that's no, definitely no, no. Jerry Jones. That's an oil Jones. guy.
1: That's yeah, an oil that's, guy. That's that's a a, Jerry yeah, Jones.
0: That's supposed to be like a Texan, although he's Jerry Jones is from Arkansas. So fuck you. Um,
1: well, I was just saying he's he's the coach for the Cowboys. And then it he seems like that. Yeah, they were he, completely hey, don't basing embarrass. that team hey, off hey, the Cowboys.
0: Daniel, Daniel, we talk about sports sometimes. Don't embarrass us. Jerry Jones isn't. He's the puppet master behind the coach. Get it right. <laughs> he's pulling the strings. Um. But then also the head of the airport. Because where's that dude at in Washington DC? Yeah, but that's easier to digest though. Well I'm just saying it was it was funny that both movies had I
2: didn't I never I didn't take Fred Thompson to be a Texan though. He did have like the draw, but I never the the, the owner of the stallions is I mean, he's wearing a goddamn ten gallon bucket hat <laughs> with the shirt that says I'm proud to be Texan on it, but I never took Fred Thompson to be A Texan, you know, he was a senator, wasn't he, in real life, like from Minnesota.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I could say Midwest accent or something, but it's still that country feel. I see what you're talking about. It's still that country twang, but it's not as bad as Texan. But uh, but yeah, like the other guy, he's uh, the owner. Like I said, he's like a overweight fucking Jerry Jones, who I mistakenly said was a coach. My bad. Don't let it <laughs> You're not. off though. You're not. But, off. but he is the. Don't owner let it happen. Again. Or whatever. You know. And that's what this guy's based off. I what? A, what the hell was he even the owner back then in '91? Or yes, when, Jerry Jones. Yeah, they took the him in
2: 89. '89, right?
1: '89 was yeah, yeah.
2: Which opening scene did you like better? Oh, that's the last Boy Scout. What are you talking yeah, about? that's
1: a scene that stayed in my mind for life. Like yeah. whenever I rewatched this movie for the first time in decades, I was yep. like, that's the only thing I remembered.
0: So like, I have, that scene up until watching it for this episode. I'd never seen the last Boy Scout, just for whatever reason. And I knew about that scene. That's the only thing I knew about it. That's all anybody ever talked about. So, yeah, I mean, I'd say the same thing. Most memorable opening scene, better opening scene, last Boy Scout. Although, I mean, you do get William Sadler fucking butt-ass naked doing karate. But him, that fucking running back shooting his dudes. So, here's the sports fan of me, though, Josh, and you'll appreciate this. He shot three people, or he broke three tackles. No, he he shot. He He shot three people. How many people were in that defensive backfield?
2: No. And first off, they're playing in a monsoon in LA, which there's only if anybody a, knows anything about LA, it don't rain like that.
0: I'm just saying there's all there's only five players left. So how is there still so many people fucking ahead of them? I know.
2: Maybe and they were playing like is, prevent defense.
1: They'd be, the three linemen line and everybody else. For sure. and, because you talked about the three guys that he shot. There shouldn't have been more than one. The motherfucker's like, he's got that. He's paying attention to shooting people. That ball, he's I'm, I'm going to get it loose or whatever. So, it's, yeah, you stop going after the ball. I think the coach is going <laughs> to give you some slack if you fucking kind of break away whenever someone starts firing a gun.
0: I half expected him to spike the ball after he scored the touchdown.
1: But he did Dude. something much better. But life a bitch.
0: My other thing about this scene is Usually, when people fix games, it's not be like, hey, dude, you better start scoring some fucking touchdowns. Usually, it's like, hey, we need you to throw this game because that's an easier outcome to control. Yeah,
1: You You can throw a game. Yeah. Yeah,
0: You can throw a game. You can throw a fight. But you're like, hey, you need to fucking win this. You're like, whoa, wait a minute, man. This defense is tough. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah. And it's I, funny because upon this rewatch, I first time I realized it was Billy Blanks. Yeah. And wasn't that the Ty Bo guy or some yeah. shit? I was trying to yeah. remember. It was Ty Bo. I was trying to yeah. remember which thing he did. But I was like, look at this fucking guy.
2: I want to go back just a minute before uh, this football player, Billy Billy Ray, whatever his name is. His name's Billy in the movie. Before he gets a phone yeah. call in a locker room, which I don't know how often that happens either. But. Yeah, the opening credits of the guy doing like his Monday night football. Oh yeah, is amazing.
0: Yeah, I had that in my it's notes too. So good. Yeah, it
1: sounds like Friday it could be a real fucking song. A great night for football. Like that shit got stuck in my head for a day. Dude.
0: Dude, <laughs> the NFL should start doing Friday football. Just use that song.
1: Yeah, dude. And how
2: the credits
0: came in with yeah, the I love intro. The whole thing.
2: It's, it was amazing. It was like Yo, I don't um, I'm fucking in.
0: I don't even remember the fucking credits for. Die Hard Two.
2: No, I don't think there's much. I think it's just like Explosion. Die Hard Two. How bad is that subtitle though?
0: Die Harder does not oh, yeah.
2: age that well.
0: I know it's, so, but it's great. It's it's great so in it, a bad sense. Oh, it, like instead it, of Die Hard with a Vengeance, it should have been Die Hard Three. Die Hardest.
2: Yeah. And yeah. then like I'm not dying, motherfuckers. Part four, <laughs> part five is you can't kill me, you sons of bitches. Part six is I'm dead. But <laughs> so I think we can agree that the last Boy Scout and again, again, I love Tony Scott. I think this might be probably one of my favorite Tony Scott movies, but he, he's a Brit. He he's uh English gentleman. Does he know that we play American football with lights on?
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> it pretty fucking dark It, it was it's so damn dark. It's a really dark worded. movie.
0: Like everything like even the daylight scenes aren't really that bright. It's just a dark movie.
1: Yeah, it, yep. it just
2: yeah. I was like, man. It, it First off, it's it's a Category Five hurricane in Los Angeles. <laughs> People should be at home, not at a football game. They're not even turning on the lights. The fucking Texas millionaires, like, God damn it, we're saving money on energy. Fucking football players are getting personal phone calls at halftime. Is it was just bananas. But I think we can agree that. You know what? To begin the movie, Last Boy Scout has the advantage over Die Hard 2. Oh
1: yeah, that's one of the more memorable yes.
2: opening sequences.
0: in Just movies, period.
1: Well, really, and I mean to be honest with you, what is the open sequence for Die Hard?
0: He's getting a ticket. I mean,
1: He's getting his fucking car towed. No, or, you know, motherfuckers! The
0: opening sequence is William Sadler.
1: No, that's not
2: the opening no. sequence. It is no. Me. The
0: opening sequence is him getting a ticket.
1: Nope. The, the only thing I remember is, him is trying to stop. you know, I can't
0: see me into. The- <laughs> Fucking camera, because you're listening, but I'm doing my William Sadler karate. You know,
2: well, they can't see it because really this is an audio bone. medium. I mean, it did. He got him fired up. It like really, he forgets. No, but the ticket. Ten yeah. minutes of the movie that happened before. That, well,
0: that's because the the fucking ticket
1: seat was stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's like I said. I mean, so whenever you finally get up to it, it's yeah, you're getting a lot more. Yeah, uh, I was, I agree, Josh. I mean, I don't know what I'm really trying to say, but Last Boy Scout. Definitely. Honestly, I would say this. better opening.
0: I would leave the scene of Bruce Willis trying to use his cop connections of getting out of a ticket out of the movie because that takes away from the everyman status. And it's almost like, look at this motherfucker thinking he's special, about to use his cop status to get out of this ticket.
1: Fuck that piece of shit! I gotta pay my tickets. You know, at the same time you say that, this is in 1990. The people who went, that loved John McClane, they're like, man, this dude can't catch a break for shit. Even his like brothers in blue won't even help him out. Or John McClane, you know? I mean, I get what you're saying. But I was just saying, watching that scene, I didn't think that. But it is funny, because in the 80s, they were real bad about what you're talking about now, and it goes farther. If you had a fucking badge, you could... Kill fucking 80 terrorists as long as there was a fucking reason and you just are like I am hey, a cop. It's been a long day. I'm a cop. I'm going home, stealing his fucking motorcycle. Yeah, whatever the case may be. Cobra? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, there's no consequence. It's like thanks for helping. This there's fucking bodies piled up everywhere. But you know, hey, you got that badge. And it's in both of these movies. In fucking it, whatever we'll get to it but in last boy scout he's not even a fucking cop you know he's a private no, detective yeah. he's a private detective and he's blowing no. these fucking people away and yeah. just nowhere and the
0: cops are still like next time god damn it we're gonna bring you in and then the next time happens it's like hey look i know i told you next time but what i really meant was next time
1: yeah like this is your sure. last warning <laughs> until i give you your yeah. next last warning
0: <laughs> it's your
2: last
1: hey. warning for now
2: hey joe hallenbeck it looks like your fingerprints are on a gun that killed another cop how many times have i told you not to do that <laughs> Right. exactly
0: what i will say about both of these movies though as far as like their plots i like they're both just simple fucking plots they're not overly convoluted or anything like that hey we got a fucking drug lord that these rogue special forces guys are going to help fucking get to a Tropical islands so they can drink fucking pina coladas and count gold to blooms or something. And then yeah. the, and then the other one's like, Hey, here's this fucking team owner who wants to legalize sports gambling because he thinks football now he was way off base though because football's dying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. oh God, that this movie. I made the I made a note uh when I was taking notes because they kept saying football was dying. As we speak right now, the seventh round of the NFL draft. Would probably have more viewers than Game Seven of the NBA Finals. Yeah, football is. I don't dead.
0: know. I don't. I get yeah, what you're saying. Right. I don't know if maybe the NBA is accurate because I think it's gotten pretty popular. But definitely the World Series. Nobody gives a shit about.
2: That. I don't think the NBA is as popular as you think it is. Think the it numbers is. aren't there.
0: Do You look at the numbers. I hear things. Fucking Isla. I don't know anybody you, who gives. Isla is a Isla telling the NBA. you about the ratings on the NBA doesn't count. She's got I don't last know week's data. People, I, I do think the NBA is pretty popular, though. I think you might be off base on it, but I get what you are saying. And yeah, like the fucking draft is going to draw more viewers. The seventh round, when they draft people you've never fucking heard of, are going to draft or are, are going to draw more viewers than just other things. So yeah, whatever. Uh, Shelly Marcone, yeah, was way off base. Name.
2: What a great name, Shelly Marcone. Way
0: off base on the death of football. He didn't have to go through all that. He could have just stayed course and been rich. And I like how. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking crux of the movie apparently in Shelly Marcones gripe is free agency
1: god damn yeah. free agents have ruined the league yeah I'll I put that in my notes it's like god damn, you know last agency.
2: boy scout was ahead of its time because free agency wasn't a thing in 1991 free agency didn't come about in the NFL till 1993 it's crazy I
1: wonder if at the time they were trying to push for it real hard Honestly, had to have.
2: yeah
0: so this movie was probably funded by team owners like we just put in this message about free agency.
2: Probably Jerry Jones.
0: Yeah. Probably. Well, hey, but
2: so. hey, look, I'll fund this movie, but, uh, you got to make a character out of me. I okay.
0: Think, I don't know. I feel like his team benefited off because Charles Haley, Deion Sanders.
2: Yeah. Well, he just, he funded the movie. He just said, make a character out of me. They're like, perfect. <laughs> we got the guy. Yeah. Hey, now, exactly. I,
1: what was that? Hey, now,
2: Tony, I heard you were, uh, 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 putting dialogue in there where, uh, I hate free agents. No, that ain't true. <laughs>
0: We got Dion coming over. He just doesn't know it yet. What, uh, so the main characters, what about those? Like, what, Let's start with Bruce Willis, and then we'll do yeah. the sidekicks.
2: Yeah. So Joe Hallenbeck versus John McClane, Die Hard 2.
0: Joe Hallenbeck is a horrible name. I love it. It's
2: so, I love it's it. It's like Shelley Marcone. I, I don't know. Shane Black, he, he, yeah, he got it but right on both accounts.
0: The better name was Jimmy Dix. That was the name. But anyways. Oh, all of the names. Darian uh, as a daughter. Like, but, I yeah. love it. John McClain. I So here's in, in the last Boy Scout, Bruce Willis was so goddamn
1: depressing. Yes, I love he was. It. Yeah. He was beaten and, down. He was so defeated.
0: In Die Hard 2, John McClane was a fucking whip machine it was one liner after one liner bad um, one-liners the one it, thing yeah. i pre- one thing i really appreciated about the last boy scout was at the end of the movie when he was like hey i'm thinking about taking you on as a partner he's like what do i need to know he's like well this is the 90s you can't just off people you gotta say something cool first mm. i like how they drew attention to that yeah because fucking Die Hard 2 is full of that shit
1: it is i um, see, Die Hard 2 you got mclean he's happy you know, things are work he's working on shit with his wife, so he's in a good place. Besides, you know, the car being towed, that's bullshit and the airport's always a headache during the holidays. But other than that, he's good. You know, and then shit just happens again and he's just he's John McClain. He's a cop, so he's I've, gonna try to stop bad things. Excuse
0: me. I feel like, like there's know? probably more depth to the character in Last Boy Scout.
1: Yes. Joe Hallenbeck. Because I mean, yeah. be, you know, they go over some of his past and then he's like you said, got a lot of history. Yeah. And that's what's good about um, Whenever you have a person that's depressed and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? It's intriguing. You're like, I wonder what the hell this guy's story is. You know, when you're happy-go-lucky, it's like, okay, this guy's fucking good to go. He he has everything he wants. There is no mystery.
0: And and I think maybe part of the problem with John McClane and Die Hard 2 is that Die Hard 2 rehashes a lot of stuff from Die Hard 1. A lot. Hey, let's, let's go yeah. back into some kind of fucking vent or something. You know, let's do this again. Let's say yippee-ki-yay. And I get why you say it. Cause it's like, I'll be back. Right. Yeah. But it feels like a rehash of the character. It it's, but, but it's like, Hey, you know, what we need, we need more one liners. And if you really took a lot of those out, I think it would have been better. Yeah. Where's the fucking door? Yeah, that's the worst one. I yeah, yeah, yeah exactly,
1: is. dude. I, yeah, and then the I one thought time the same like, thing. What is this a tag team? Whenever the yeah. two of the guys are coming after. him.
0: Yeah. Now, the one thing I did like about I, I'll say I like about John McClane and Die Hard Two, as opposed to Bruce Willis's character in The Last Boy Scout, is the vulnerability. There's more vulnerability. Like, and I'm not talking about like emotionally because I don't think any of them are vulnerable emotionally. They're both fucking as you know one sided as possibly could be. One's super depressed, and one's just fucking making one-liners. But I'm talking about physically. He doesn't win the fight with William Sadler. No. Like, uh-huh. it's it's through ingenuity that he comes out on top. And he gets his ass kicked a lot, and it's not by choice. In Last Boy Scout, it's almost like Bruce Willis is allowing people to just beat his ass because he tells that dude when he gets caught, he's like, touch me again, I'll kill you. And then he kills that dude. Like he said, it's cool, but it's almost like I'm untouchable. I'm only letting you. You're only doing this because I'm letting you. Yeah, And he's just better than everybody. And I get it. He was Secret Service. But still, I just preferred the physical vulnerability of John McClane as opposed to
2: Beck. I go with Beck, though, because they they touched up on his past. And I go with Beck because he's so goddamn downtrodden. Like, there's not a scene where this motherfucker ain't smoking a cigarette. He looks dis- disheveled in every scene. He just looks like a broken man. So I like the the contrast of him being a broken man, but also still being a badass because it's just a nice contrast.
0: I feel like the smoking was just in Bruce Willis's contract. He's like, look, I'm going to smoke about three packs on the screen in each of these movies. Mm. Now, how you get those in there, I don't care, but I'm going to smoke those motherfuckers. Make it happen.
1: I mean, every scene. I mean, yeah, it, to the point it, where they even make fun of it, and it's hilarious. Later on, whenever with Damon, Damon Wayans, ends, yeah, he's, he's like, like, "What, would Joe, right, what do? would Joe do?" He'd kill a bunch of, shoot a bunch of people, and then <laughs> smoke some of, cigarettes, smoke a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, some funny shit, man. And then just going off of that dude, whenever the daughter scares him, it is so fucking funny. That got a genuine laugh from me because he screams like a bitch. You yeah. know, it is so funny because he's like, and it's like, what the fuck? But yeah. But but yeah, for me, I'm I think that just looking at the two characters, I know that John McLean is already established and I love John McClain, you know? Uh
2: but they're different. And
1: his draw they are different characters, but but having but needing to choose between the two. Like John McClain, man, that motherfucker just won't stop. He's a dog with a bone. Hell, even fucking uh Joe, whatever the shit goes down at the I guess, you know, end of the first act or whatever, he's like, all right, well, fuck, that's it. Job's done. There's nobody to protect. So he's like, ah, whatever. That lasted like five seconds, though. Jim, no, I know. But then Jimmy's like, hey, look, man, what the fuck? And then talks him back into it. And he's like, okay, let's do this. But I don't even know that
0: Jimmy talked him into it as much okay. as he was just like, fuck it. I've just had one of my trademark changes
1: of heart. Maybe. But uh, but yeah, so I think that I'd probably stick with uh, John McClane. Like, if I needed somebody to, to protect me, John or fucking joe which is a hard one because like like you said joe is a fucking yeah joe is a
0: badass but the one person he was hired to protect died within like 10 minutes under his watch
1: (laughs) he used to be a badass holly berry got fucking mowed down oh yeah they fucked her up good
0: god damn it joe you had one job dude one fucking job so i think uh before we move on from the main characters, I think we just need to say overall which one we
1: preferred because we just talked about different aspects.
2: Okay. Yeah. On. Daniel, go ahead. I guess you prefer McLean. You had already said it, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah he kind of Yeah. We had already, I thought that I was finishing it up, but yeah. McLean. McLean. Yes.
0: Bone. Mm, probably Hallenbeck because he didn't have so many goddamn one liners.
2: Yeah. For me, it's ha- Hallenbeck. Um, Kind of easy, kind of easily on this one, because I do like the layers to his character. And I don't know, there's just something about seeing like a downtrodden Bruce Willis. Like, I could have a beer with that guy and we could both share in our misery, you know? I have a beer with McLean and Die Hard 2. He's flashing his badge trying to get a free drink. Hallenbeck's going to give me a cigarette and whiskey and we can just complain about life and fucking sign me up for that.
1: Um, just whatever you do, don't touch him. So... No, no. No, Daniel, no, kill you. Daniel took the L on that one. Uh, oh, this is a competition. I thought this no. was just opinion based. I'm just fucking with you. But you're a loser. <laughs> Jesus. Oh
0: man. <laughs> so fucking sidekicks then. I think this is a pretty easy one, but I will yep. say that my favorite character in Die Hard 2 is uh Barnes. Barnes. And it's mainly because of his voice. I fucking love his voice.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, it's
1: it's odd. It and is. it's funny because he's, he's, uh, he's the behind the scenes hero of the story. Yeah. Cause they got all this crazy shit going on. He's like, fuck bringing this to them. Let's see if we can, it can work first. Let me get this going. Let me get an actual plan and be like, okay, look, here's what we're about to do. So he did help, but his voice was funny. His voice was like, it was like a, a cheery voice in a family movie. It was really, it was like out of place. I noticed that cause he's like, we could do it. It was so funny, man.
0: And it's kind of a higher pitch, whatever you know, yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. it was, man. His fucking voice, I was just like, yes.
1: Yeah, this is the so, guy.
2: And he he sort of, you know, uh, our podcast takes the name for Big Trouble in Little China. His character is kind of the hero.
0: Hey, that was, we were saving that reveal for the Big Trouble episode that we we're eventually going to do.
1: Okay, but no! what was... There goes the Thanksgiving Extravaganza episode in twenty twenty two. Thanks a lot, yeah. Josh.
0: Yeah.
2: But yeah, because he's the one who figures everything out, you know?
0: Wayne Chief. Yeah. That's what you're thinking of.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And Bruce Willis is the Kurt Russell. But um Jack Burton, sorry. But then but then we have Jimmy Dix on the other side. And and this is you know, this is peak Damon Wayne's, right? This was, is
0: it. I was surprised by how much I liked this character. I, I believe so. I had like this kind of notion of what the movie was going to be going into it, and it was completely different than what I thought. And Damon Damon Wayne's character, because you kind of have a lot of times when you have these characters like that, where they're like, let's say in his case, you know, he was a star athlete or whatever, they're they're gonna be too cool. Like if this movie was made now, that character would oh. be too cool. Yeah. Whereas Damon Wayne's character once again had vulnerability. I wasn't afraid to hook fun at himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then it had depth. The character had depth, and it was a good performance. I really, enjoyed dude, it. really good yeah, performance he when well.
2: he's when he's talking to Bruce Willis in the bathroom. Yeah, you know, after Bruce Willis catches him popping pills, and and Damon Wayans just gives this, just yeah, it's like you said, it's just a really good performance, and he's got the best <laughs> line. Not of the two movies, we'll get there, but he's got the best line in Last Boy Scout when at the very end. They're going to face Shelley Marcone, and he comes across the guy who was forcing the woman to perform fellatio. Yeah, and he threw the football, and he's like, "Jimmy Dix, you motherfucker, you broke my nose. How about I kick your ass?" And Jimmy Dix puts the shotgun to his face. It's like, "How about I kick you off the fucking planet?"
1: Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> dude. I'm like,
0: yes. What, what? One thing I noticed too about Jimmy Dix is that one of those scenes where they fucking like had Bruce Willis and. Uh, way into the compromising situation and they were just beating the shit out of Bruce Willis and the one dude just kicks fucking David Wayans in the nuts Yeah, <laughs> it's like what the fuck this guy gets what punched the- in the face and you kick me in my balls <laughs>
1: One of the funny lines from that scene, from that moment that I laughed at was uh, fucking Damon Wayans whenever he uh, or Jimmy, you know, he's like, uh, we're getting our asses kicked by the creator or the inventor of Scrabble. Yeah, that was a good one. Big fucking words.
0: We're getting beat up by the inventor
1: of Scrabble. Yeah, exactly.
2: I want to see a spinoff show where Jimmy Dix and Darian are private investigators.
1: And they go on mysteries and adventures. Yeah,
2: like an older Damon Wayans and a, and a Danielle Harris, who's a little bit older than us now.
0: It's, it's yeah. sad now that the movie didn't do better, because you could have had a fucking movie with Bruce, like a last Boy Scout 2 or whatever, with Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans as fucking partners. Yeah. It could have yeah. been the next buddy. It could have been the next, like, Mel Gibson, Danny Glover.
1: It should have yeah. been. And it's funny because that's another thing that I was talking about with cops and getting away with anything. Like he's a fucking ex football player that's been in trouble, you know, in LA in nineteen ninety one. He's sitting there just blasting fucking people away as well, <laughs> and he's getting away with it because he knows this guy who has a badge or, or used to have a badge. badge. No, right? he never had a badge. He just got a certificate, never. a laminated certificate card. <laughs> Like, he saved the president's the life,
2: so yeah. he's got, like, immunity forever.
0: Yeah. One thing I noticed about and this is, once again, this is going to be the sports fan in me, but how much fucking money did Damon Wayans make for playing one year of crowball? I don't know. Because that's Those all pants I took.
2: Those $600. Well,
0: they, they said, like, what, 89 to 90 That was the only year they listed as him playing for L.A.?
1: Yeah.
0: And then, but he's paying for Halle Berry's uh, home. He's got multiple fucking cars. He's got two cars that he's paid for. You know, he's got $650 leather pants. Like, dude, what kind And of this is before free agency. Yeah. What the one thing I will say is I think at that time the draft con like a rookie contract was huge because that was one of the problems that they solved later on was rookies were coming in making more than established players. Cuz I think Matthew Stafford was one of the last people to get a big rookie Bradford. contract. I think it was yeah. Bradford. Well, I mean, Stafford would have still been one of the last So I'm still correct. Bradford might have been the last. That was a waste of money. But you get what I'm saying. These guys. So maybe he did have a bunch of money. But shit, dude, one year and you're living the fucking high life like nonstop. Now you're about to become a fucking detective. (laughs) Private,
2: private detective. Not, But but of course,
0: they make out like Bruce Willis is down his luck. You see him sleeping in his fucking car. Kids are talking about stealing his fucking watch. And then he goes home to a nice ass house. I like how the concept of money doesn't exist in L.A.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing, you know. We keep saying all this thing about him going to be a detective. I mean, shit, the whole point of uh, Halle Berry, uh, her character, Corey, or Carrie? Corey, yeah. Corey. Or, yeah. Corey, Corey. She uh, had information that could help him get back his job, you Into know. Into the league, yeah. Well, that ends up getting all put out there, so maybe possibly, he, and he helped, so maybe possibly he helped save a senator.
0: He'd never so, say anything about going back to the league, though, at the end of the movie. Maybe he was, he, maybe he was he all he in on his idea of being a detective.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean... That's true. but Or he could be a, a fucking quarterback slash detective. Oh, yeah, man. Be a detective in the off season. This is my yeah. side gig. <laughs> oh, he's the, the best, what did he say? The best arm in the league. The National the best arm League. In the National League.
2: So, yeah, I think it's uh, across the board. We're going digs over yeah.
1: Yeah. Barnes, and I mean, Because you got to look at it. I mean, really, uh, and really, hold on. Let's back up because we're leaving. Uh, uh, is it uh, Melvin? That's his name, right? Melvin or Marvin? And Dalhard too. Marvin. Oh, you're talking Marvin. about oh How the would dude and like the no more of a sidekick to John. Well, he King had two. John
0: John McClain had like two sidekicks, man. He had like yeah. a Marvin. So he, he, he had he had an underground for Joe. Yeah, he had an underground sidekick. And then he had like a warlock. Above ground. And yeah. then he had a regular person on the top side. Yeah. But what kind of fucking and I I had to in my notes too. First off, the baggage luggage scene or not baggage luggage. So, wow. That's that's a horrible phrase. Cut that. Forget that. I'll leave that in. <laughs> Don't worry. But the the luggage, the luggage area baggage. where they're sorting and stuff, let's just keep saying yeah. luggage baggage over and over. It'll be two hours of it. Um, but how is there no people working in there? What kind of fucking right. airport is this? Like, exactly. There's thousands of people outside this one door, but in here yeah. with all these bags, no wonder fucking... Luggage gets lost. Yeah.
1: I know, right? And it, it, what's fucking blew me away about that scene is the fucking luggage crusher. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> like bear belt. It's got a fucking luggage crusher. Goddamn. Hope
0: you, you don't have anything valuable in there. Like,
1: I know. Fragile.
0: Right? <laughs> but then the other thing is this fucking dude. I'm assuming that Marvin lived in the airport. Yeah. He
2: yeah. looked like he did. Yeah.
0: Like, this guy's just a fucking hermit. Underground with all these maps and shit, and nobody checks on him. He's in there playing records and stuff, and he's probably stealing food from the food court. Well, he's still in evidence. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's probably because of, and I can't remember his fucking name, but the uh, Lorenzo. What was that actor's name that played Lorenzo in Die Hard Two?
2: Was that Dennis Franz? Yeah, yeah,
0: because he was on fucking NYPD Blue. NYPD NYPD Blue. Blue. But yeah, he's like, yeah, fuck this crime scene. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> and then Marvin's just like, oh, dude, here's a radio covered in blood score <laughs> and a jacket. <laughs> Pulls out a paper towel and just starts fucking dabbing
1: the blood off, you know? Yep. Oh, That's great.
0: But yeah, Damon Waynes. Definitely yeah. Damon Waynes. Jimmy Dix. Jimmy Dix. Okay. Well,
1: what about? No one lost in that round. I mean, obviously, except for the listener
2: <laughs> and Die Hard Two,
0: <laughs> and the and listener and Die yeah. Hard Two. What What about the action sequences?
2: Okay, yeah, this is. I'm gonna have to go Die Hard Two.
0: I would go Die Hard Two based on the strength of the final scene, mainly, mm-hmm. uh, where McClane's fighting Stewart. Now, the first, the one thing I have a problem with is, you know, McClane's just. Fucking Merck and all these special forces people. Now, there's a few times where he gets by, like, by happenstance, by luck, whatever. But, like, and I can't remember his name. Stewart's the major, the black dude.
2: John Amos, his character. Yeah. I know, um, I can't remember his just character. Just give me two seconds. Grant?
1: Is it Grant? Is it Grant? That Maybe. might be it. A- we can just make up whatever we want. All right, Philip. Philip. No, Phillip. it's Grant. It's Grant.
0: It's- no, no, Phillip. it's uh, Tony. But, like, he whoops his ass, no problem, which is kind of discerning. But then when he fights Stewart, Stewart's beat the shit out of him. Oh, he doesn't oh, yeah. even he get a up. shot in. Yeah. And, he, and the only reason he survives that is because on his way down, he pulls that fucking fuel dump. hmm Yep. Otherwise, these guys get away free. But he got his ass whooped. The and- final scene in The Last Boy Scout, there was one thing that really bugged me. I think Bruce Willis wanted that senator to die. Because he's above Milo for a minute. He lets
2: him take the shot.
0: He lets him take multiple shots.
1: Yeah,
0: he yeah. does. He doesn't and then he's like just sitting there kind of watching like, hmm, maybe if you pull the trigger again you'll get him this time. Yeah. And then it's, it's just it's, it's kind the the scene with him falling through the helicopter blades is kind of cool. Other I mean it's kind of whatever.
2: Could you imagine? And when I did my plot synopsis, I I, I tried to make it work and I just couldn't. But could you imagine the family of the week before that takes, you know, a dad so excited to see the Stallions play? He brings his family, and it's a monsoon. He's like, this is crazy. We're watching, you know, I scored these good tickets. We're going to go see the L.A. Stallions play. It's a fucking Category 5 hurricane. And then star running back Billy Blanks shoots some people, and then he turns a gun on himself. He's like, holy shit. Like, this is crazy. Like, my my children are forever scarred by this event, but they didn't cancel the game next week. <laughs> and I still got these tickets. So even though my, my kids need therapy, we're going to go, what can happen? Right. What can I, happen?
1: And I then I a show dude, them that this, this yeah. isn't an every game yeah. thing. Yeah. Falls through the fucking <laughs> and,
0: helicopter blades.
2: Jimmy Dix is running on the field in a horse. There's a sniper on the roof. Said sniper gets fucking decimated by helicopter fucking blades
0: dude and
2: but i got next i got tickets for next
1: week too (laughs) yeah i I had
0: i kind of had that too like all these people just witnessed a dude get mulched yeah right but not only that but these are lights right they're above some seats so some people got fucking brain matter on them oh yeah they They got chunks. somebody caught a fucking jawbone
1: yeah exactly
0: like hey jimmy can you sign this
1: But yeah, I agree. I mean, Die Hard 2 definitely has the more action. I mean, because you have... I mean, from the get-go, he has altercations with a couple of people and then there's the shootouts and this that and the other you got this whole thing building up they crashed a fucking plane you got a snowmobile chase scene yeah. i mean come on man which yeah. explodes
2: for no goddamn yeah, reason you
1: just got- exp- oh man uh, d- during that scene it's just one of the things that was pretty funny Is like whenever they're all getting away from john you know he fucking shoots this one guy off but his fucking his snowmobile crashes, I guess. The other guy in front of him, he just stops for John. That's like the only reason he stops, is just to stop, <laughs> look back, John shoots him in the chest, and now he has a good snowball. Yeah, it's like one that's that the didn't fall through the ice. That guy stopped.
0: I just remember, because I watched Die Hard 2 with my dad originally, years and years ago, and I remember the scene where he stabbed him in the eye with the fucking Dude, icicle.
2: I was gonna say that, you can tell, Die Hard 2, you know, we'll get into it, but it was directed by Rennie Harlan, who who is coming off dream master and dream master is pretty graphic, you know, and then has a cockroach scene
0: where the elbows break.
2: Yeah. And so you could tell Rennie Harlan still had this horror mentality because there's a couple of pretty graphic instances because the ice cube in the eye or the ice sickle in the eye, there's a couple of dudes who are just wearing like 30 squibs. When they get shot, like, especially when the um, when John McClane comes down from the um, the duct, you know, where Robert Patrick Terminator 2 mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I mean, and you could tell like Rooney Harlan still had some of that yeah, a little bit of gore in an action movie that you wouldn't really see. Yeah. That ice icicle scene.
0: The airport cops are some of the most patient cops ever, because when Bruce Willis pulls that gun and shoots all those blanks. Oh, yeah. And Lorenzo, <laughs> like, they would have been well within their rights to mow this dude down. Yes, and a lot of them were pointing their weapons at him. Nobody fired a shot. So my thought was, these guys must really hate Lorenzo. <laughs> but they're willing to <laughs> They're willing to. <laughs> and not only let him fucking squeeze off a shot or two, but they're going to see how this goes before they react. Make sure that yep. Lorenzo's dead. Yep, they're <laughs> they were probably
1: empty the clip.
0: They were probably disappointed,
1: like, oh, shit,
0: they're blanks, dude. We're going to have to work on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. so glad
2: I didn't shoot him, though. Like, they're filled with mixed emotions. Like, yeah. thank God I didn't shoot this guy. But, God damn, I really wish you would have fucking got Lorenzo one time in the goddamn <laughs> right. jugular.
1: But speaking of the icicle guy, was, was that guy was in a movie. Was that in uh, Meatballs or a movie like that? Wouldn't he, his name was like, meat oh, or something. meat, porkies, porkies. Yes. He was in porkies. I fucking brought that shit up just earlier too, but yeah, meat from porkies. I was like, holy shit. Is that that guy?
2: Is he the guy who passed out in his chili?
1: I don't know. He was the big, the big honky Yeah, Yeah. Out where of all where, of them. where I, they were, they, like they were getting ready
0: to fucking have sex with the uh, prostitute in the first one. And he's like, I'm going to go first or something like that. And the one guy's like. You can't go first. There won't we'll be nothing left for the rest of us. Right. <laughs> It'll be you ruined. Big dick. That's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. That's why they call him
1: meat. That's right.
2: Here's a guy on there, Pee Wee. And they're all Pee-wee. standing in the line. And the, and, the, and the prostitute's walking by him. She's like, I see why they call you Pee Wee. And he just laughs. He's like, oh, Porky's. You can go and get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> you can go fuck out. Okay. Yeah. So, Die Hard takes one. And I think it's unanimous amongst. But as far as action scenes, yeah, action yeah. scenes,
0: and, and we probably should have continued talking about characters before we talked about action scenes. I think I got ahead of myself there. So let's circle back to characters. And we'll just before we talk about the villains, let's just talk about the supporting cast in general, or let's not. So I know we jumped ahead and started talking about action sequences, but we should take a moment to circle back to the supporting cast. Yeah,
2: can we way. can we both acknowledge that that was your fuck up? Oh, right, me and Daniel, can we both acknowledge that you fucked up
0: on that bone? Can yep. we all acknowledge that you can suck a peanut out of my asshole?
2: I mean, we could acknowledge it.
0: Okay, good. Then we got a little that It was my mistake. Okay. So, good. Good. So anyways, fucking good supporting cast. What did you think? Peanut? I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Mm-mm. Who the fuck is peanut? Daniel didn't just listen to anything that was said. He's just like, wait a minute, guys, I spaced out.
1: <laughs> no, i had y'all on mute. <laughs> <laughs> It. <laughs> it goes it's down smart. a lot easier that way
2: That's smart <laughs> Let's go love interest Who you got Bonnie Bedelia or Chelsea Field
1: Bonnie Bedelia <laughs>
0: She didn't fucking cheat on him Like, she, not, and not only did she not cheat on him But she didn't cheat on him with somebody That was trying to get him fucking killed Or Bruce McGill
2: Like could you imagine the pride
1: She fucking batted down she, yeah. Man She you know what's really funny about that is uh, as... She I'm, went
2: from betting third to ninth. Go yeah, ahead, Daniel.
1: Yeah, I'm watching it on my phone. You know, I'm watching Last Boy Scout and taking notes and everything like Humble that. Humble brag. And uh, that scene happens, okay? We had just talked earlier. You know, I pause. You know, I pause and I'll take notes. But um, I pause it right afterwards. And then uh, Courtney's watching Criminal Minds or something like that. Yeah. And I look up and the fuckers it, on TV on Criminal Minds, I was like, that's just hilarious, because I just watched him blow the fuck up, look up, you know, I wasn't even paying attention to the TV, I just kind of like walking through, I was like holy shit, that's the same dude
2: Bruce was, McGill, yeah, I like Bruce yeah, McGill as an crazy. actor, he's I, good I like
1: too. I, whatever I see you, him, you know, I think that he does a good job,
0: you expect his wife to be cheating on him with somebody that looks better though,
1: let's just be real,
0: no it's like, who's in the closet, and it's just some fucking slob, comes rolling
1: out yeah, she was oh, gonna man. let that fucker get shot She's like, you're fucking crazy, Joe. You need to go to the fucking. She was trying
2: place. to call his bluff, and like,
1: yeah, and he was right there, and he is. She a was probably just so disapp- was trying to get that guy shot.
0: She was probably disappointed with herself for sleeping with this dude. She's like, I could have done better. Surely, yeah. there was a pool guy somewhere.
2: She was not affected by his death. Oh,
1: no. no, not at
0: all. No, she was worried about Joe after he blew up. Yeah, she just had this guy's dick inside of her. Yeah, and then Joe, man, just fucking. Gets over it apparently. He Head still loves gut. her, still loves it. Hit her but, gut, yeah. But he's just like, mm, <laughs> he's like, Joe,
2: a- I touched them guts.
0: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, Joe's Joe, though, at the end of the movie, is like, Yeah, it's been like 24 hours. I guess it's okay. Let's go be a happy family, yeah. yeah. Like,
1: but God it damn. is funny because he's like, You know, this happens, and then he's like, How I had her gut? How long have we known each other? Head her gut,
0: or her how long gut. have we been friends? Punches them. I reckon yeah. up until the point where you fucked my wife.
1: Yeah, that part also is what was said. But he punches him in the fucking gut, you know. Then, as soon as he helps him up or whatever, he's like, All right, tell me about this job $500, $500.
0: Right.
1: Water under the bridge. Uh, You know. And then, never. I hope you die in a car explosion. That would have been really awkward.
0: And then, never really gets mad at the dude, even though he pieces it together that he was trying to pass it off to him so he could die. Yeah, I know, right? He's just like, Yeah, whatever. It is what it is. He was still a friend.
1: It's like was he you know? yeah no he's on the, when he's on the couch and he's talking to fucking jimmy hey, in his house
0: you guys are my friends but don't do me like that
1: don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck your wife and then explode you in a car
0: yeah yeah right
1: which okay hold on i guess that would be both the bad things yeah anyway but um
0: or just don't give me a I, well i'd prefer you not to I try to hit on my wife at all or have sex with her, but I was talking about just don't give me a job where I'm going to get killed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or explode you in a car. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's just funny. Cause in the scene, when he's talking to Jimmy, he's, you know, leaning back and he was like, I hate that water is wet or whatever the fuck he was saying in that moment. The sky's
0: blue. Water yeah, is wet. Was
1: like, I hate that. I still love my wife. And he was yeah. like, <laughs> just imagine it being like, and I hate that. I still have, I'm still p- good friends with Mike or what the fuck was the dude's name? I think the it dude was Mike. Fucking Mike. Lady. It is Mike. Mike. Okay. You're on point it with is, the names yeah. today. Yeah. Well, i just watched it 30 minutes ago.
0: <laughs> Me too, but I forgot already.
1: <laughs> this one was a rush job. <laughs> <laughs> Much like yesterday.
2: <laughs> hey, we're professionals. <laughs> exactly. I tell you what, like. and t- Okay. Like, yeah. Chelsea Fields character. I, I don't have her name. Daniel, what's her name? <laughs>
1: I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't remember her name. I don't remember her saying her name much.
2: What was no fucking, no,
1: was no that? that was a big. Th- I can't believe I can't remember because that was, was a big Sarah. Uh, Sarah, fuck you, Sarah. At the fuck end, me, Sarah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But
0: it, oh, go ahead.
2: Well, I was just gonna say, like, if you're gonna compare like a uh, Sarah to Holly um, and these side characters, I just wanted to point out that I am probably gonna give the nod to Sarah just because of who was surrounded by Bonnie Bedelia's character, Holly and die hard 2. the old lady who I had to write this down. Uh, the old lady that she's sitting next to with the taser, the old lady actually says like, Oh, I tased my little dog and he lived to for try a week. it out. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like, I stabbed my cat to try out my new knife.
0: Yeah, right. fucking crazy <laughs> old lady. She's a sadist. <laughs> she is.
2: And it's and it was just like it, you could tell it was meant to be funny in the movie, but it's a joke that it just completely falls flat because it's just not funny. But,
0: but but at least they follow the rules of fucking movies. Check out his gun, right? You show a taser. The taser has to be
2: you used. use the taser. That's true. That's true.
1: Yeah, informing the people how dangerous a taser could be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, I think that uh, I'm gonna, I'm going with Holly. Like, I think that my, I'm going
0: to almost like Daniel, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. let's just, uh, let's just point out though. How lax airport security was back then that you can bring a oh. fucking taser on board. Oh yeah. Like,
1: yeah hey, no, check right? this out. Yeah, Exactly.
0: But anyways, you were saying Holly?
1: Yeah, Holly's my pick. And it's because, like, whenever you're looking at a side character slash love interest, I mean, I know that the things that were happening in Last Boy Scout were interesting. You know, there was backstory and there was all of these things, you know? What started their failed marriage? Was it because he lost his job? Or was he always like this and it built up? All these questions, you know? But but for Holly, you know, I like the fact that she helps out, even in the first movie. You know, she, she does a tries to do what she can to help John because she knows that he's doing whatever the fuck he can, you know? She's thinking like a cop's one type shit, you know? So she's a good sidekick, you know, slash love interest, but I like Holly.
0: I prefer Holly too, but I do think that the shit with, like the stuff that happened up in the air was just kind of shoehorned in. It's like, hey, we need uh, Holly back. Let's figure out something Mm -hmm. new. Let's remake the reporter, blah, blah, blah. But uh, So I do prefer Holly. On a whole, I prefer the side characters in Die Hard 2. Just on a whole, I think they're more colorful. They're more interesting. There's like, what, four or five characters you remember in Last Boy Scout. The two main characters, the daughter, Milo, then Shelly. Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2, you've got Marvin. You've got Holly. You've got Barnes. You've got Lorenzo. You've got the guy that runs the airport. You've got McClane. You've got the two two main villains. Not, um, well... I say two main villains. I'm not talking about the fucking general because he was just kind of whatever. You don't about Sadler, John
2: Amos, yeah.
0: yeah. I think on the whole, there was more character. Even the fucking cop that gave him a ticket at the beginning of the movie, yeah. They they just kind of stick out more in that sense.
2: But I think it had a larger net, though, in terms of characters. less Boy Scout was a little bit more contained.
0: Yeah, but even with the villains, there was only really two villains. There's
2: only two villains like you just said in Die Hard 2.
0: No, there was a there was the other dude that ran the show in the uh, church, the black dude. He never he didn't die until the plane blew up, but I remember him.
2: Yeah, but, but I also remember the guy who was playing the piano in Last Boy Scout who is a pretty famous character actor. And the guy who hit him. The guy who hit him is a pretty famous character actor. Sure, you and, do. Well, I say famous. I use famous sure very loosely. I mean, that was a great scene.
0: Tell us about it, IMDb.
2: I mean, I should, but I'm going to digress <laughs> on this one. But yeah.
0: But you prefer, okay, you prefer Last Voice Scout. Me and Daniel prefer Die Hard 2. Yeah. Jo- Josh takes DL, even though we're not counting. I'm just messing. I don't fucking care. Well,
2: I, I do
1: care,
0: loser. <laughs>
2: I didn't know this was like a, a competition.
0: <laughs> it's nothing until I, I just des- opinion based. Look, it's <laughs> nothing until I decide it in my head. And then, spur of the moment, it's this.
2: So once me and Daniel agree on something and you disagree, then
1: it's just going to be opinion based. Yeah. It, <laughs> exactly I was just gonna say I'm waiting to see what the hell Bone's fighting for like I don't even know what the prize is I'm excited mm-hmm.
2: the prize is free agency
1: <laughs> we're able to go to other podcasts <laughs> yeah exactly right
0: so well, let's talk about the villains then
2: well I'm just gonna I'm a, I'm a you know uh, I prefer Milo over anybody else I like Milo I like that I like his character
0: I do like Milo but um, I, I myself I'm gonna side on Sadler, he uh, has the once again, I, and I hate to keep going back to this, but goddamn, that dude was doing nude karate. But he's also, I don't know, man, he has such a fucking like stone cold presence in the movie. He, he does, you know, it's really effective. Um, I think he's an idiot at times. It's like, hey, this is we've we know that McClain survived this first one, but whatever, we're not going to check it the second time either. And then yeah. it's like, Oh, we see this motherfucker parachuting out of this plane, and we're just gonna be like, "Lucky bastard!"
1: Well, the cops were yeah. coming.
0: Fucking take a few shots. Maybe you yep. hit him. Y'all yep. wasted think, plenty of ammo on other things.
1: For and me, I, I think that it's gonna be uh, diehard as well, just because based off what you said a second ago. You know, like those are memorable characters.
0: So. Oh, I didn't say. I don't mean diehard on the whole. I just mean Sadler versus, or, yes, the or Stewart, versus, Stewart versus Stewart okay. versus Milo. But I think on the whole, probably last, probably last Boy Scout because you add Shelly Marconi in there along with Milo and as a pair. They're more effective. The general adds nothing to William Sadler.
1: Yeah, he doesn't. But is that two different things? I thought that you were just saying. They're like, both bad, bad guys.
0: Guy. Bad guys. Whatever. Villains.
1: Yeah, okay. I thought you said I, main bad guy. I, 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 pro- I probably. Versus Marconi. Or I
0: probably saying. meant that. But here we are.
1: Okay, yeah. So as a whole, <laughs> Die Hard, <laughs> Daniel like remains said, Josh unmoved. The net there, yeah, and, and I'm not saying like oh, Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard, everything, but there are things about Last Boy Scout that I do like better than Die Hard.
2: Here's the thing: I could, we you know, I him. think William Sadler, I think he did really good with the Stewart role. It, um, you know, sadly for William Sadler, he gets lost because he's shoehorned in between. Alan Rickman, who is maybe the greatest villain in movie history, with Hans Gruber and Jeremy Irons as Simon, and then you have William Sadler in the middle. But I think he did a good job. But out of these two movies, Sadler has the best lines when he's walking with his, uh, I guess it's his kind of main henchman, and the st- and the reporters like, "Hey, can can we have two words from you?" Yeah, because he's a famous. He is like, "Yeah, fucking you," and his henchman saying, "No." P- No pictures, you pinko bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't even know what a pinko is. It feels like it would be canceled today. Like, you can't say that. But, yeah, two words, fucking you. Like, I want an opportunity in my life for me to tell somebody, yeah, two words. Here you go. Fucking you. So, this is... And then then my buddy Daniel telling that same person, no pictures, you pinko bitch. (laughs) This is... Two words. Fucking you. Yeah. And the way Sadler delivers it is just so money. It's. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. But Milo. Milo has layers. Stuart is Stuart. Milo, man. Yeah. Like. He he calls Joe Joseph. Was he called Jimmy? James. James,
1: James. Yeah. I, he, was like, hey, mean, he does that to me, too. He calls me Joseph.
0: What yeah. I at? love it. I love there, it. There was something in somewhere else where. I think it was a writer. They didn't use contractions, and so if like instead of saying "won't," they would say "will not," "cannot." You are just they would spell it all the way out. That's what it reminded me of.
2: Raymond Holt does that in Brooklyn Nine Nine.
0: Yeah, there's it's. I God, I wish I could remember who it was because it's a pretty prominent actor, not r- actor, but writer. And if I knew, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's what it reminded me of." Instead of saying Jimmy and, and uh, Joe, it's like Joseph and James. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, Milo has has his moments. Yeah, he does. I, I still I still feel like Sadler, uh, main villain to main villain. Sadler would be my pick, but villains as a whole would. So that's where my
1: be. confusion was. Is I was thinking like main villain, you get your main bad guy. Well, and, and, and like you said, I don't agree with the general being the main one either. He was just somebody they were rescuing. Well, I don't even that think he was the main villain. villain. I just, I just think Mark he.
0: Coney. I don't think he was. I don't think he was the main villain. I just don't think that even in his like little part, even as a plot device. His character doesn't add anything, you know? He's not really menacing or anything like that. He's just there almost. He kills the one dude, but then what's his other character quality? He can fly a plane? Yeah, I mean, that's well, what I here's some.
2: Here's something interesting about that. Obviously, we covered Commando. Uh, The writer of Die Hard and Die Hard 2 and Commando is Steven DeSalsa. And if you're remembering Commando, the reason why I made it a point in my synopsis was Valverde. That was where... And commando—that was the fake Latin oh. American country. So
0: Valverde's is just full of fucking criminal masterminds.
2: Yeah, and so Steven Dizalza—he brought it back for Die Hard Two, to where like again, like the plot to Die Hard Two, like once you you know the nuts and bolts of it. Okay, they're gonna escape with this guy who's being extradited to America for being a drug lord. And then they're gonna escape like it's all like wait, what? I Where guess it may, it's a little bit more um straight line. We arc.
0: get I guess we can get into it when we get into the plot part, but I just now that you've said it, I just had a thought. But we'll cover it in the plot. So let's just let's uh wrap up the villains real quick. So Die Hard for Daniel, last boy scout for me and Josh, Daniel takes another L. <laughs>
1: Well, that's because you changed the goddamn rules in the middle of it. <laughs> Main villain, Stuart versus Marconi. Then it's like, wait, Josh, you're going Last Boy Scout? Hey, Josh. Yeah, Last Boy. Let's change it to be all villains.
0: You yeah, that's you what obviously go you obviously don't know what the title <laughs> of uh, this podcast is going to be. You know, I title each one. I write a synopsis for the podcast. Or not a synopsis. Just I try to write some clever whatever. Probably, okay. probably, yeah, I fail. At it most of the times. But this one's gonna be we shit on Daniel. (laughs) April twenty fourth, two thousand twenty-one, which is when we're recording. You'll probably get to hear this in June, but still.
1: Twenty (laughs) twenty
0: two. Mark your calendars. This is the day we shot on Daniel. So let but let's let's uh let's talk about the plot then. Well, wait a minute, let's talk about the special effects. I guess that's a
1: thing. This is Josh, what are you gonna
2: die hard (laughs) to I don't know. Die Hard 2 has this one. I don't know if y'all called it. It's this one scene, especially that we live in, you know, current times to where, like, you can see things that aren't supposed to be meant for high definition. And, you know, when John McLean. Yeah, I point this out every movie. That's why I point out William Sadler's dick. Or Robert Patrick, Terminator 2. And those guys are fake painting. Like, can you imagine? I wonder how long they were fake
0: working. I know. I thought about that, too. Like, their whole thing is like, we're going to hang out here and just fucking pretend like we're painting. Yeah, fake painting.
1: At one point, you're like, damn, where do they keep the supplies? We need more paint so we can keep fake painting.
2: (laughs) You know what, guys? I'm really invested in this. Y'all go ahead to the tropical island. I'm going to start my life as a painter.
0: I say special effects for Die Hard 2, but... Last Boy Scout had the dude getting chopped up in a helicopter, and that was pretty cool. Didn't Damon Wayne's getting shot in his fucking hands.
2: Yeah, that was good. But what yeah. I was going to say is there's a scene in Die Hard 2 where that whole scene takes place, and McLean tips over the, uh, the scaffolding, and it lands on a dude, or I should say it lands on a dummy.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: A really fake dummy.
1: A very fluffy dummy.
2: Very fluffy and very fake. I can't emphasize yeah. that enough. I'm going to give the nod to Last Boy Scout too. Well, when, the dude, that.
0: when the dude gets his fucking, when he gets pinned between the two cars, and then Damon Wayans backs away, his legs aren't crushed. They're perfectly fine. I didn't well, catch that. I was
1: going to talk about one thing in Last Boy Scout when it came to the effects. That's a, uh, like you were talking about with the the dummy in Die Hard 2. Uh Whenever they're in the car chase and uh, Damon Wayans and... The puppet and, and uh, Joe's daughter show up. Darian. Fuck the whole swap up. Yeah, Darian shows up and fucks the whole deal up. Well, they all fucking run off in cars, and there's a car chase afterwards. And uh, whenever they go down in their convertible, the dummies in that goddamn car look <laughs> terrible. They are flopping. There's not even one in the back seat. Like, where the daughter is, she's just gone. And it's just... <laughs> Damon Williams, it's just two dummies. Bruce Willis' dummies flopping around in the front seat. It's only for a couple seconds, but it was like, that's the... Like Bone mentions all the time about, you know, going to HD. Yeah. You see it a lot better. Shit you know, that you're that not supposed to terrible.
0: see. Terrible. I, yeah. I want to say one thing about that scene since, since you brought it up. Is when that one car, when Milo's car lands in the fucking pool. That dude that's there just has a look like, on his face, like, this shit again. Yeah. How many Do you know times... that is? How many times... Are these fucking cars going to let... Josh, that's not the point of what I'm saying. but <laughs> just fucking with you. Don't, you can tell me in just the, a minute. I'm just messing you
2: with you. fucking asshole. That's right. The,
0: but, uh, but, 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 but anyways, the guy's like, this shit again.
2: No. Anyways, no you son of a bitch. That's Rook Dukum from the burbs. No,
0: just, Don't you shrug your shoulders. I'm, like just, I'm just saying, I'm talking about the way he acts when the car lands in his pool.
2: Yeah, it happens all the time. His pool's they, at the bottom
0: of a hill. Yeah, fucking <laughs> terrorists, like guy. terrorists like are always guy. falling into the pool and then the other thing about that scene is fucking Bruce Willis shoots the car multiple times and Damon Wayans is like are they dead he's like pow 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 they are now but they aren't you didn't bother to fucking check and then you left your goddamn daughter there so she could be taken hostage, you yes. piece of shit.
1: You left your daughter. That's what I was about to bring up. You left your daughter with a stranger whose house you just fucked or pool you just fucked up. Wait. And I, left a I, dead body left didn't out. Didn't verify. Car,
2: was Milo in that car, though?
1: Yeah.
2: I didn't think Milo was in that car.
1: I didn't think he was in the car, either. I thought he was in another car that got red I thought he was in he another car.
2: Oh, yeah. well, I thought yeah. he
0: was in that car. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Whatever oh, yeah. you still you did left just your watch da- this
2: movie for the first time.
0: You still left your daughter next to a fucking car chase. So yeah. Milo, could kidnap her.
1: Yeah, that was a yeah. Terrible well, I move. don't.
2: Th- I don't think it was. I don't think his intention was f- for Milo to come and.
1: Would
0: you leave your daughter there with when Rick to when you know that Milo's on the loose
2: with Rick to who's giving her Pepsi? But you know Milo's on the loose. He's got a BMW. Maybe and you know Milo's on the loose. Milo's on the loose. Yeah. But Milo's always on the loose in my life. I don't know what that means. We're going to have to bring
0: Isla
1: to the States where she'll be safe. <laughs> now, that's, yeah, I'm that's funny. I'm pretty sure that I would bring now my that's daughter funny. with me. Especially my daughter that just saved our asses. You know what I mean? She just really? saved the day. You know what I'm saying? Why, don't leave her behind. She's helping. So, Oh, but, I, yeah. But, I
2: had something to say about that. Well,
1: uh, we get a chance. Let's go back to the
0: special effects real quick. So, Josh went last Boy Scout. Daniel, which way are you going?
1: Uh, for me, uh... I'm no, you know hard. what?
2: I'm gonna change my answer to Die Hard 2 because the icicle sink. Go ahead, Daniel. I'm sorry, baby. Go
1: ahead. But I, you just interrupted me saying Die hard 2.
0: Alright, so Die Hard 2 across the board. Everybody wins.
1: Of course they do, you <laughs> cheat piece of shit.
0: <laughs> I was really undecided about that when I was just gonna see where the majority went. <laughs> <laughs> then ride the wave of popularity. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That twenty dollar Amazon card is definitely going to bone.
2: <laughs> so, well, he's the one who's buying it.
1: <laughs> yeah, <I> know, right. <laughs> All right, I buy the prize for these games. I'm getting them. Daniel, hi.
2: <laughs> Hello, buddy.
1: How you doing?
2: Uh, here's a wild and wacky idea. Let's talk about the plot. Which one do you prefer?
1: Oh, the plot.
2: No, like no, the, the plop the plop
1: the plop Oh, the plop oh that's uh oh, that's uh last boy scout all the way i mean okay. their plopping is just
0: yeah. it's
1: unmatched
0: they plop down on couches they, they plop play. down on seats and strip clubs
1: yeah they plop damon's way his ass off a fucking bridge onto a car yeah <laughs> and he's okay
0: he's a professional and, and the he fucking is. guys
1: are just like hey
0: we threw him off this bridge let's not verify he's dead
1: yeah they just toss him and go yeah. They're yeah. just like, what the fuck?
2: They did the old classic Toulson walk. Uh,
1: that's right.
0: And from here on out, I, I demand that we refer, instead of referring to him as John McClane and Joe Hallenbeck, much like Homer Simpson, we will refer to him as Die Hard and
1: The Last Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you remember that time Die Hard did this?
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, out okay, of both yeah. plots, um, back to being <sighs> serious for a moment. I mean, the idea, I'm kind of liking the last Boy Scouts plot, like just the story, you know, like what we're going to go through now, Hadar too, is great. I do like that movie and, uh, I do like the whole story, but you can obviously tell that. And this is the way it went down was that there was a novel that it was based off of, right. Mm-hmm. And pretty much they liked it, but they were like, look, let's make this character, John McClane. Now and we gotta make money. Yeah, that's what we we're talking about earlier about how they uh, they're just dropping the one-liners in. It's just one-liner heavy because it was like, "What? Let's make this character John McClane and do everything that we need to to link people to making sure this is John McClane from the first one." So we get one-liners and all that bullshit. And with the Last Boy Scout, it's you know, it's the story was written for the character. They didn't, you can't, you don't feel any change in that. And I like the the plot behind it. You know. But, and it's different. I you think know, it's not they are just both. another terrorist explosion, exploding things. Yeah. It takes a different route. So I'm going to go with Last Boy Scout on
0: point. I, I think they both have, um they both have simple plots for the most part. Um, Last Boy Scout's probably a little more complex, but they're both ultimately driven by greed. I don't know where they're getting, I'm like Josh, I don't know where they're getting the money from in Die Hard 2. They're just going to fucking rescue this general who's been arrested and head off to Salsa Verde and live out their days, fucking sunshine and millions. But then you got the team owner from Last Boy Scout, who's like, "Oh man, football's dying. I gotta find a way to make money. Let's legalize sports gambling." So I like that they're both driven by greed. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a nice easy plot device. It, and sometimes it's just nice to see villains that are driven by something like that, right? This is like just good old fucking money. Um, I mean, I agree with you. You had Die Hard in the first movie, you know, doing cool things like jumping jumping off the Nakatomi Plaza Tower, whatever the building was called. You know, he has one one-liner, and then in the next movie, you got Die Hard, who's just full of one-liners. Yeah, I think the characters probably had more depth in the Last Boy Scout. There was more to it. It was a more of a personal movie, whereas John McClane just kind of got caught in the wrong place at the wrong time, which was a part of the joke. Like, how can the same shit happen to the same guy twice? Yep. But it's just like, he happens to be at this DC airport while this shit's happening. Whereas he gets drawn into the shit that happens in last boy scout. I prefer last boy scout's plot overall. I think. Yeah. Well,
2: for me, I am a sucker for Shane black scripts. Um, up until maybe the predator, like anytime you, you, you know, you can tell a Shane black script. And, you know, it goes kind of under the radar. But even this one had like Christmas elements to it, you know, where Shane Black, he Shane Black can't help himself but add Christmas to his movies. And I I love that about Shane Black. (laughs) You're good. Uh, And Shane Black's dialogue is always fairly snappy. And Steven DeSalza, who came back for Die Hard 2. It, it felt mandated by the studios to give McLean one-liners. It felt more mandated. It felt more natural in a Shane Black script to have one-liners. Just the way he writes. Where Steven DeSalza, who maybe, you know, wrote the perfect action movie. In my opinion, he did write the perfect action movie in the 1988 original. And then the second one, it just, it felt so studio-influenced. Just john mcclain can't help himself in every fucking moment to say a one-liner every yeah. if, every scene he's saying even a one-liner.
0: when he just lived by the skin of his fucking teeth
2: yes where shane black his script it it felt more organic so last boy scout last boy scout hands down
1: so nobody's a loser Jesus Christ! Yeah, nobody's the loser except for Die Hard screenwriter. <laughs> except
0: for Die Hard,
1: and, it's and funny our listeners. I, I guarantee you, yeah, always you'd always think about the listeners. But uh, like I said, man, I feel like I wonder if they would have took this novel, you know, and just ran with it, and just changed the name, changed the few key things you would have to change to make it a Die Hard movie, and then add a couple of you know just a couple of little plot points to it to really put in that. Okay, this is these characters having another adventure, but I th- like I said, I think they just went way too heavy on the dialogue side, well, with the one-liners, and who the fuck is he saying these things to? You know what I know, no, there's no audience. Himself. Well, there's, <laughs> so there's, like, that's the other part that makes it cheesy. If he's making a joke to some, and there's someone around, then you can play it off as okay, he's just being light around this person.
0: So, but Di- Die Hard Two suffers like the same thing that First Blood suffered, right? And the same thing. I'm just going to put it out there that Game of Thrones season eight suffered from Is first blood die hard. The first High many seasons of Game of Thrones are all based on written works. They have a structure. They have a roadmap. All yeah. you got to do is follow the fucking, the, the map that's laid ahead of you and you can make a quality piece of film or video media or whatever. But what, what, what happened once Game of Thrones got past the novels? the show went to shit. What happens once we get Rambo part two and there's no written material to go with, you see the movies start steadily going down in quality. You yeah. see the same thing with die hard. You get past this outline to where people are just making stuff up themselves and it goes.
1: And a lot of that I do think is just packing in the shit to remind the viewer who they want to see who they care to see. And they, a lot so of times overdo it.
0: We all saw Jurassic park, right? The original Jurassic Park. Did anybody read Jurassic Park? I read Jurassic Park. So y'all remember when they made The Lost World? Yes. So I feel like even the book with The Lost World, it's like, hey, we had a ton of success with this movie. Michael Crichton, write another book. We want to make another movie. And even in that sense, it was just lesser quality because it should have been a one-off, but here we are. And we're moving past the source material to try to to make more money out of it. And you get lower quality. Exactly.
2: At the same time... With Die Hard with a Vengeance. Like, yeah, this was Die Hard Two was based off a a, a novel that I'd never even heard of. Which Die I'd Hard. never heard of.
0: Die Hard Two was?
2: Yeah. It was like fifty eight minutes to go or some shit like that. But Die Hard with a Vengeance was based off a a, a script that they had turned into.
0: I didn't know Die, Die Hard, Hard with Two. A Vengeance. I didn't know Die Hard Two was based off a book.
2: Yeah. Maybe pretty loosely. Again, like I don't I don't know what they took from it. But Die Hard with a Vengeance was based off a script called Simon Says, yeah, and they kept the that first half. Sense. They they kept the first half, you know, and they and they just shoehorned John McClane in there, but it just works so well. But also, they brought back John McTiernan.
0: One thing I'll say about the a lot. follow-up Die Hard movies, and this is this is probably just a personal preference myself. And with I Die Hard, I don't like the fact that had his marriage fail because it's like at this point it's like you survived Nakatomi you survived the airport and now this shit just falls apart like if you survive those two things you should be able to survive anything
2: yeah I mean it's that's marriage a man fucking people it's hard to I don't know like I don't have a problem with that fucking that's cause yeah I'm sure John McClain's probably tough to live with I mean can you imagine the ego after saving <laughs> Nakatomi and Dulles National the airport the ego that this man walks around yeah seriously just probably throwing yeah you can't get
1: groceries without terrorist attacking you bitch <laughs> you need or you
2: can't you can't stop talking about it like do the so, dishes John oh I get to do the dishes after, after, after Nakatomi and Dulles yeah, airport
0: right so um Josh I know you wanted to talk about direction
2: I did Tony Scott versus Rennie Harlan pretty easy Tony Scott next
0: <laughs> it would be that would be the answer even if die hard 2 was a better directed movie just because you gave us fucking dream master yep. fuck you we'll never live it you'll never let us forget
2: you know in dream masters whatever I, there's some really good, good things about dream master but there's, a lot there's of some that, so. really bad things about dream master uh, you know really harlan's best movie you know when he made die hard 2 was yet to come i, I think <laughs> cliffhanger a better movie than die Hard Two. Um, I got a soft spot for Cliffhanger, but yeah, but in, in Last Boy Scout, man, we get you know you can make the argument that maybe Tony Scout wouldn't wasn't as artistic as his brother, and I use that very loosely in quotation marks. I'm just a fucking idiot. What do I know? But there are certain shots that you can see in a Tony Scott movie to where you're like, God damn, that just looks good. Like he didn't do a Blade Runner. I know he didn't do Alien. But Tony Scott had his own style. And there are certain like Tony Scott loved these close up shots. And it's just, you know, I don't know the technical term, but there are certain times he would frame Bruce Willis in a scene. And it just looks so, so good. And Brenny Harlan is a workman director. You know, they brought him in to Dream Master because they were like, look, you've got six weeks to film this and you can do it, you know, and they gave him the job, I'm assuming, for Die Hard 2, just because they were like, you're a first time director, you're going to be kind of cheap and you can knock this out for us. Like this was, it felt, (sighs) Die Hard 2 felt like a cash grab, but by all intents and purposes, it probably was. And it probably turned out way better than it had any right to be towards the last Boy Scout. You did have like Shane fucking black and you did have Tony Scott. You had legit people behind it, not to mention Joel Silver being a producer. Um, And this ain't a knock on Rennie Harlan. I mean, I'm sure he's just directing like TV now, but there was a time. I mean, he followed this up with Cliffhanger, like I said, and then Cutthroat Island. I think he did The Long Kiss Goodnight, which I haven't seen, which I've heard is really good. Yeah, he did that and really Deep good. Blue
1: Sea as well.
2: Deep Blue Sea is a dumb movie, whether it's I, good or
1: not. Was saying, I am it a in his sucker list of shit. for shark movies.
2: <laughs> I am too. But the thing about Deep Blue Sea is when these super intelligent mutant sharks are killing everybody, that's awesome. I love it. But then, like, they couldn't bust through an oven door to get to L.O. Cool J. (laughs) And they're busting through, like, fucking steel-grade fucking fences. He kind of lost me. But, yeah, it's not really fair to compare Rennie Harlan to Tony Scott. And even when you compare these two movies, fucking Last Boy Scout looks gorgeous in certain scenes. I'm rambling. Go ahead, Daniel.
1: Yeah, my nod's going towards uh, Last Boy Scout as well. And I think that it's a lot of it is going to be a little unfair, because he had the the story brought them across town brought them in all kinds of different mm-hmm. scenery yeah. situations you know whereas Die Hard 2 is you're in a fucking airport you're in an airport or you're at a church or you're on the runway you're at one of those three places yeah so it does confine them a little bit you forgot about the so bowels of the airport. why it wouldn't be as out there but i mean a good director can shoot that and make that good but in these two movies my nod, like the, the nod is going towards uh, Last Boy Scout. I'll,
0: I'll tell you something else I liked about Last Boy Scout that I liked. It's just that it had real outdoor scenes, like real trees and shit. I always liked that. I, I hate the over, which obviously wasn't as prevalent in the 80s or 90s, but it is now to where like all the shit's on green screens and stuff. I still like the feel of like, oh, hey, we're actually outdoors. And we, like when they went to kill Bruce Willis and, Damon Wayans out in the woods. It was, it was scenery that you could be like, hey, I've been somewhere like that. You know, I can relate to that, or I can touch that. And also,
2: you've been watching way too many comic book movies. Well,
0: it's it's, it's a lot of movies now. It's not just fucking comic book. I don't watch a lot of comic book movies, so fuck
1: you. That Zack Snyder cut really fucked you up.
0: (laughs) But um, I like I saw a thing where they were they were talking about like the special effects on the Mandalorian. Mandalorian and how they were making it look like a reward as opposed to the old ways of green screen and shit. And like, it's a cool special effect and it looks nice, but nothing's ever going to be actual set locations. Like when a car rolls up and you can see real, and that's one of the things I noticed about last Boy Scout was when a car rolled up and you and you're like me and Daniel still live in Mississippi, right? And there's a lot of fucking dirt roads in Mississippi still. And you know what it looks like when a car rolls up on a dirt road and you see the dirt kick up. Yeah. When they pulled up in the woods, you see that dirt kick up, intentional or not. That's still something like it sucks you in, and you're just like, "Man, that looks good," even though it's yeah. just fucking dirt in the woods. Well, it it's makes still it more a realistic. good. It's a yeah. good set, and it's immersive, and it pulls you in.
2: Yeah. yeah, and you know, I hate to take what you just said, which was uh, brilliant and amazing and <laughs> awe inspiring. Um, and circle back on the special effects because we totally just overlooked it was the flying through the air and Die Hard too?
0: You talking about oh, in the fucking uh, yeah, ejection yeah, yeah, seat? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Or not the, even after ooh. that, when he was on the ground and he was looking out towards the fucking like runway area, whatever. And it's very plainly him superimposed on the screen. <laughs> yeah. I <it's>, might <laughs> yeah. take back my answer <laughs> 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 and go less
2: Boy Scout. <laughs> oh, okay okay so go ahead
0: so anyways um final thoughts about die hard and the last boy scout which do you prefer
1: for me my final thoughts is i'm i like die hard too you know i really do uh, whenever i look at the three i don't rank it in the two spot i did enjoy uh with a vengeance die hardest I think mm-hmm. it was the tag on it. Yeah, that was my but, name uh, for it. Die Hardest. Yeah, th- I I did enjoy that one more. Like, cause I remember watching the shit out of that. You know, that come out primetime whenever I was, you know, old enough well, to got, remember wanting to rewatch a movie. So I do like the Die Hard series. You Die got Hard two is not one of my favorite out of them.
0: Peak Samuel L. Jackson in that movie too.
1: Yeah, that's true. But uh, but with Last Boy Scout, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. But I remember enjoying it as a good action movie uh, back back then and. uh I think that if I were to sit down and be like, okay, even after rewatching both of them, if I wanted to watch one, I would most likely pick The Last Boy Scout. I think that that would be my pick over Die Hard 2. I don't, I wouldn't win over Die Hard 1 or 3, but that's not what it's going up against. So in my opinion, The Last Boy Scout's going to take it for me. I, Fingers uh, crossed for that Amazon card.
0: <laughs> so I'll let uh, Josh go last in this one because this was this was Josh's pick for this episode like i said i'd never seen last boy scout coming into today uh i honestly never had a desire to because i thought it was just built off of one scene an opening scene and i was pleasantly surprised i was wrong the last boy scout was much better than i thought it would be i enjoyed it much more than i thought it would and i enjoy die hard 2 for what it is it's i probably don't love die hard as much as josh loves die hard but die hard's a really good movie yeah um but die hard 2 is not die hard Die Hard 2 is, it's still a fun action movie. It is what it is. But I think I do prefer The Last Boy Scout. And maybe it's recency bias because I just watched it for the first time today. And I'd seen Die Hard 2 before. And, and maybe in a year that opinion changes. But I'm glad we did this episode. I'm glad I got a chance to watch The Last Boy Scout. Because honestly, it's something I never would have watched. It just It's one of those movies... That seems like it would have been forgettable. And if you never watch it, you never watch it and your life goes on. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. I like. I liked what Damian Wayans brought to the movie more than I thought it would. You, know, you kind of have your opinion about certain certain actors based on the shit they've been in. And it's kind of like the Jim Carrey, right? Jim Carrey was a comedy actor for all this time. Jim Carrey did East Venture. Jim Carrey did The Mask. So... Jim carries this guy that just does fucking funny faces and make weird noises. But then he does something like the Truman Show or Man in the Moon. And you're like, wait a minute, this guy's got a little range. And while the character Damon Wayans played in the movie wasn't so far off of maybe Damon Wayans as a person, he so he still had yeah. some of that comedy element to it, but he still did much better in this role than I thought he would. And I think like his presence in this movie, because Bruce Willis is he's not spouting off a bunch of one liners like they did in Die Hard Two, which was nice. And like I even Like how they took a jab at it at the end of the movie, like we talked about earlier. Like, Hey, I was thinking about having you as a partner. And he's like, what do I need to know? And he's like, Oh, this is the nineties. You guys say something cool. I do like that jab. I think it was funny. Made me chuckle, but on a whole, I think Damon Wayans brought a lot to the movie and helped push it over the top of Die Hard too. And it was, it was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. The opening sequence is really memorable. The, the villains in both movies are memorable to me. I think they both did a fantastic job. The action sequences, they're not anything we haven't seen before. The plots aren't anything we haven't seen before. I think maybe on the strength of Damon Wayans, it pushes the last Boy Scout over the top for me. I don't even know how I scored them overall, and I guess we should do like Josh had mentioned. actually keep a tally, like boxing, like how many rounds did this one win, how many did this one win? But it's the last Boy Scout. I preferred it. It was a good movie, and I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we watched it. Otherwise, I'd have never seen it.
1: Yeah, I think Damon Wayans put it over the top. I mean, well, maybe not put it over the top, but he delivered. You know, because like you were saying, Damon Wayans. You know, it seems like he was playing Damon Wayans, but he did a good job and he was able to deliver what he was. What they were trying to yeah. put out there, and he was. It was a really good buddy movie. What was you know, the buddy team what up? What was movie,
0: you know? the character in Living Color that Damon? It was Homie the Clown, right? Yeah, where he's like, homie, don't play that, yeah. and he'd hit him over the head, and that was like Damon Wayans for me, and then like, like I said, similar to Jim Carrey with Fire Marshal Bill, when that yeah. the character, yeah. it was, you know, you get typecast, and and I guess that's my fault, where I just in my mind have made this We're assumption, thinking comedy
1: with him, like it's yeah. gonna, he's gonna be silly. That's where yeah. you went into it, like, oh, here we go, and he was a good character who had a couple of funny lines you know and
0: he and he was surprisingly good in the movie too as far as like his ability to portray the character yeah for me
2: both these movies sort of def- define my adolescence um the first time i watched die hard at seven fell in love with it and it was my favorite movie and i remember or i distinctly remember it was like valentine's day 1991 when I first saw Die Hard 2, and I was so amped up for it, my parents had rented it three dollar rental. Woke up early that morning to watch it, and at the time, I loved it. And Last Boy Scout, I was right—you know, it was right in my wheelhouse as a seven, eight-year-old. And again, three dollar rental. I woke up early the next day, watched it, and loved both these movies. And it, I've gone on a little journey with Die Hard 2 because. When I watched first watched it at eight, I loved it, and through the years, it's loved it, loved it, loved it, liked it, liked it. Do I really like it? I don't think it's that good. And then when I rewatched it for this podcast, I was I was mainly on the on on the side of I don't think this is going to be as good as I remember, and it surprised me how much I'm like you know what a lot of this does work, the one liners. I mean. You could, you could throw the baby out with the bathwater on that. I mean, it was a sign of the times. So, and and then I re, you know, I'd bought Last Boy Scout before I, we decided to do this podcast on iTunes because it was always one of my favorites. And it had been years since i seen it. And I watched it again and it's like, this is fucking good. Yeah. Like, you know, Damon Wayne surprised me, but not only Damon Wayne's. I mean, we didn't we 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 completely glossed over her, but God damn it, what's her name? Danielle Harris. Danielle Harris. She's good in everything she fucking does, and she's so good as Darian in this movie, and so many of the big characters. And we, you know, we talked about the big characters, but you get a little Bruce McGill, Chelsea Field, you know, the guy who played Shelley Marcone, uh, the late actor who played Milo, who's who's passed away. I mean, all these people. I mean, it's a Tony Scott movie. It's a fucking roller coaster, more so than Die Hard 2. But that's not to take anything away from Die Hard 2. Last Boy Scout. I mean, both these movies, I think, are snapshots of their time, 1990, 1991. I love a chain-smoking alcoholic Bruce Willis. I love that. And to me, it's just it's such a good character that he's playing. And if I'm having to take these movies on in a versus... And I thought about this and then these, you know, this is something that I'll probably do. If it's, if it's a boxing match between diehard two and last boy scout, I think it's an 11 round TKO, but last boy scout, I think diehard two does keep up in a lot of sense. I was going to say 10th round TKO, but I think the hard two stays on his feet for one more round before he gets knocked down for good. It is definitely last boy scout though. It's not a, it's not as clear cut as I thought it was going to be, because at the end of the day, William Sadler does say two words: "fucking you." <laughs> there is a pinko bitch line, and at the end of the day, he does say kaye, motherfucker," which you they stopped doing. That's what doing. you
1: paid your four fifty on.
2: Yeah, that's what you paid. Hey, yeah, I bought my you ticket for that. It. You know, exactly. But yeah, last boy and scout. The And the one-liners. Where's the fucking door? When's the fucking end of this podcast?
0: You know what? Well, (laughs) before we get to that, I just I fucking thought about something because I was sitting there looking at my notes, and one thing I meant to bring up. There's one thing that there's a there's a thing about the Die Hard 2 movie that did kind of bug me. The entirety of Die Hard 2, the plan is dependent on the fact that this second corrupt military unit comes in to fight the. First corrupt military unit. What happens if they send somebody else that's not shooting blanks?
1: Yeah, I know, right? Like, I know that they had all that shit planned and everything like that. But But how do you plan that? I don't know. I mean, I guess they just had to, but yeah, that is crazy because the whole fucking unit was bad. like that was lucky, huh? Right. It's crazy because then they had the one guy that didn't make it because of some shit. And then because he wasn't with them, he was fucking throat.
0: He was a fucking stand in.
1: Yeah. And then and he got his fucking throat slit. But yeah, that is crazy as shit, cause it's like, come on, man.
0: They what could have that? not called that unit and called a different special forces unit and then William sat there and be like, Fuck. They're not yeah. shooting blanks.
1: I know, right? But man, it's so crazy man, that she said we glossed over old girl, because I forgot, man, I was gonna talk so much about her. The crazy ass daughter. God damn, dude. First she was weird, and then she fucking hates her father. That is a dysfunctional family. He throws the whole jug of ice cream out the window. Oh, I love like, it. David I love Wain it because it's... Like, oh, my God. Look,
0: she's, she's been through a lot, Daniel. Her uncle is a fucking <laughs> murdering maniac. He <laughs> yeah. chased her across two movies. That's Halloween. He killed her in the third. Yeah, that's Halloween, if you guys Different know. Family. She was in those movies, Halloween 4 and Halloween 5. Yeah. Mentioned in Halloween 6.
2: No, she was in it. Not the actress, but... Her character, yeah. Well, I don't gave re- birth.
0: I don't recognize uh, it. My was yeah. is Danielle Harris. That's right. Yeah,
2: Danielle Harris, man. She's
0: And then fucking comes she was back
1: two remakes.
0: Yeah, she comes back from yeah. the Rob Zombie movies, only to get brutally fucking
1: massacred. Yep. Yeah, she gets. She takes a fucking beating in those movies. Yeah, well, because that's, that's Rob Zombie.
0: Sure. I'm surprised she didn't get raped. It's a Zo- it's Rob yeah. Zombie movie. Yeah.
2: That's save your thoughts. I'm sure we'll cover those two movies. Uh, eventually, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny. Cause there's, there's two actors who came out of last boy scout and you're like, w- why didn't Hollywood have more for them? And one of them is Damon Wayans. He, yeah. he could have done so much more.
0: I, after watching this movie, that was one of the things I had down was like, how did Damon Wayans not be bigger?
2: How? Yeah. yeah. And how did Daniel Harris? I mean, I know child actors get chewed up in Hollywood and spit out.
0: Well, she, she ended up becoming a scream queen. Cause she was in the hatchet movies. And I think she's like one of the main players in those movies. Um,
2: no, she, she is, but that's, she was, in, I love the hatchet the wrong, movies, but wrong turn I'm talking about like, else, I don't know. no, it wasn't wrong turn, but well, I, there's like 18 know? of them. Yeah. There's a lot. They, they, there's a new one out. Yeah. But
0: a reboot of the series that probably didn't need a reboot.
2: No, but you know that's what I mean? True. Yeah. She, she had the chops to, to do more than,
0: no, I mean, I get what you're saying.
2: Yeah, I think. Okay, yeah. It's it's unanimous. Last Boy Scout.
0: So, man. no yeah. losers here. Except for Die Hard 2. Well, and?
2: He gets to keep the $20 Amazon gift. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: yeah. you know who else doesn't fucking lose? Who? Shocker. Like
2: well, oh <laughs> Mike, you did tell us that you acknowledged it. No, shock, movie. Shocker
0: is a bad movie. It's okay to like bad movies. It's okay to find them fun. But with that comes, there needs to be a, uh, maybe not needs. I don't know. I can't speak for every person, but for me, there needs to be. A you you do
2: all the time though. Why, why there, now? Why stop now?
0: Josh, can you please shut up? <laughs> <laughs> there, for me, I have to at least have a certain, a certain level of self-awareness. I but can no recognize. Dignity. No, who needs digging? That's overrated. <laughs> But with Shocker, I recognize it's a bad movie, but I can still enjoy it. I can have fun with it. And I can like the movie,
2: but it's a bad but you movie. Could put it, you could yeah. put it in your top five of yeah. 1989.
0: I can. And I can also still say it's a bad movie. And other movies can be better. It's just like there's other albums that are probably better than, you know, Dr. Philgood, but I enjoy Dr. Phil Good. There's no album better than Full Moon Fever. We've already talked about that from 1989, different episode. But still, what I'm saying is it's okay to like shit that sucks. It's okay to like movies that are put together poorly. It's fine. It's okay to like bad TV shows. Plenty of people do it every year when they watch reality television. And you and I, Josh, are guilty of watching one of the dumbest reality nope, shows. That yes, shit was nope.
2: gold. Rattlesnake was, Republic. I I love that show.
0: <laughs> I'm doing this I'm for the children. That one. <laughs> you missed out. Dude, it was...
1: It was the best thing I've
0: seen on television. I like how you knew what I was talking about, though. You're like, nope, Oh, I nope. Knew. That was gold. I love it. Dude, Daniel, it's about these guys in Texas that just fucking hunt rattlesnakes. And at one point, there's this one episode where these two groups meet up at a, uh, like a daycare. And they're like, those aren't rattlesnakes. Those are water moccasins. And one guy's like, fuck that. And the other guy's like, I'm doing this for the children. And he jumps out <laughs> in a <the> fucking creek, <laughs> waist deep. Trying to catch water moccasins. And then later on in the same episode, the same guy, they're in this fucking field with tall grass. And they're like, fuck this, we can't see the rattlesnakes. He's like, You think I'm scared? And he throws his goddamn boot out there. He's like, I'll walk out there without a boot.
1: This is real? No, it
2: is so real. And it's the leader so, of this thing. No, and the leader of this little group just I mean, we watched this in like twenty 13.
1: Whenever we were roommates, man, we yeah.
2: were watching this shit. And the leader of this ragtime redneck group, like just recently like lost his leg or his foot. He got rattlesnake bite.
0: And it wasn't. He put them in, in
2: his fucking mouth.
0: Yeah. It wasn't hunting snakes. Jesus. I don't know if it was that stunt because they they apparently there's these world records they would do. And one of them was sitting in a tub with rattlesnakes. One of them was hanging rattlesnakes from your fucking mouth. And one of them was doing a headstand with rattlesnakes around you. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy.
2: Republic, whoever's listening. I don't even, I don't even, you could probably just find like snippets on YouTube, but.
0: Dougie Duggar. I remember the characters. He's the one that threw Dougie the boot. Dougie Duggar. not I ain't Doug, scared. I'm doing this Dougie for children. Dugger.
2: <laughs> Dougie Duggar. Dougie Duggar.
0: I remember when we first started watching it, they had the two dudes that were like ex-military and they had like the expensive yes. Jeep and they got stuck on the rocks and they kept yes. trying not to
2: flip over. You might have to cut all of this. Nobody.
0: Daniel
1: no. is bored to tears with us reminiscing. Over He's the about
0: to go woman. look this shit up on YouTube. I'm dude, dude about you have to
1: binge watch this.
0: We are about to bring this show back. I wish. Rattlesnake Republic. You first, Yeah, if you <laughs> see a surge in popularity, remember, it was very unreasonable things. So, let's wrap this up.
2: So, Bone, what goes off first in the metal detector? The lead in your ass or the sh- shit in your brains?
0: Obviously, it's the shit in my brains because it's made of so much fucking iron. <laughs> you know, and I'm glad you brought that up because that was one thing that fucking bugged me about Die Hard. There's a couple things. And you know what? Before we finish this up, let's just fucking touch on them real quick. That line that while I get, it was supposed to be clever. Come on. shit's It's not going to set up a metal detector.
2: Yeah. Get your, exactly. get your
0: life right. Like I understand the jury's still out in science, but not that far. Um, I had another thing I wanted to point out to that. We were talking about, and that was the fucking grenades. when they had McLean or diehard as Homer Simpson calls them trapped in the cockpit they're throwing all these fucking grenades in the cockpit. How long is the delay on these grenades before they blow up? That he has time to look at these grenades be like, oh, fuck. There's grenades. What am I going to do? Oh, hey, there's a fucking seat that has an ejection handle on it. Let me strap into this complicated motherfucker and get out of here.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's pretty fucking generous. a, A full minute. Like those grenades were defective. They had to have been just <laughs> on sale.
0: One, the last grenade went off on time, and it just happened to cause the other ones to blow up.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess. So. But and then I know, and you had brought up
0: something. <laughs> no, wow. they
1: were confused. They had fucking decoy grenades too. They kept throwing them in there, so they, fucking, <laughs> they blanks. Work and they fired Thompson,
0: the guy, are you throwing the one, blue right? grenades or the red grenades? <laughs> right. I and mean, there was something oh, else that you were man. you had brought up while we were paused while I was taking a piss, and what was that, Daniel?
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> Keep this, oh, hold on, yeah, you are talking about whatever I was talking about, huh fucking the equipment everybody was watching well there was two things we had talked about while you were away and one of them was everybody's watching this same fucking news program about this fucking drug lord and it's on every channel like that's the only thing and this is huge fucking news so everybody's watching it anytime you see a tv and someone looks away from it to help him or do anything it's this fucking news story but what i was talking about with all the equipment is is these guys after you see uh the nude karate yoga. They all walk out of their rooms at the same time with their synchronized watches, I guess. And, uh, they all have this big Christmas package. So this is all the shit that they're smuggling in, but it's so funny. Cause he makes it out. Like they're bringing everything in disguised as presents, And then whenever they go do all the shit they do, they have this whole fucking replica of a control yeah. tower for an airport. It's like, how the fuck? So that's what I was telling Josh. One of my notes was, uh, Whenever they escape on the snowmobiles, and, and I they refer to them well, as the snowmobiles that they they snuck in. Yeah, by a Christmas present.
0: Was well, I say they conveniently had fucking snowmobiles also, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that was a. it's good. Can point. we also
2: talk about like the chances of Thornburg being on the same flight as Holly in the same row?
0: Like, well, it it was because his he got overbooked and he missed out on first class.
2: When, yeah, they explain it like that, but okay. I'm assuming they're either flying from.
0: What's he doing going to fucking DC? Yeah, but wait when he when he's a local reporter, because he makes a comment later on like "Hello, Network" or some shit like that. Yeah,
2: but what is what is where's Holly flying from? He's got
0: a, why is well, she, she, she in she's L.A.? Fa- she's because that's where she's her,
2: still in L.A. So so yeah, so she's McLean's coming. An L.A. Far- cop at this point.
0: I don't know why they're coming to D.C. I guess it's to meet her family who yeah, is coming from parents. Eastern Europe or some shit. And so this is the midpoint. But yeah, that local reporter has no reason to be going to D.C. Yeah, no. there's no telling what his with, reason would be. Because go- it's not like he's going on a personal trip because he's going with fucking crew.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so is he on some type of like nightline show? Lo- well, no, he's a, he's a fucking local reporter in L.A. Looking? He yeah. didn't get bigger?
0: No, because he makes a so comment okay. about it when he's doing the fucking little thing. And he makes a comment like Hello Network or whatever, some shit like that, signifying that he has plans of going bigger than what he is. So he's yeah. still local. But
2: just think about it. okay, they're flying from LA to Washington. How many flights are from LA to Washington?
1: Yeah, I know, right?
2: And he's on the same row as Holly Gennaro McLean. Like, I don't know. Just they they shoehorned in Thornburg for no all Dahar two it should be Dahar two shoehorn. <laughs>
0: like
1: they just made it fit and with that they were giving holly something to do you yep. know and you can really tell it because it's like like you said what the fuck is the chances that they're all going to be on the same flight and all of this shit and they'd be sitting right beside each other those chances are slim they, they kind of force that one on you to give her something to do I you hear. know and to cause panic and all of that shit so it's it's whatever, and it's funny because I don't think it worked. That's why we didn't get Holly, and we didn't get that fucking reporter in the third movie. You know, we got what everybody wanted, John killing fucking terrorists. Well, like, and you, you could have still had
0: Holly. She just didn't need to have, like, her own little side story.
1: Because Yeah, but I like the fact that there was no Holly, and then she fucking calls. I mean, he calls her, you know? He's like, look, I'm going to try to call her back and and, you yeah. know, maybe talk about things. And then she answers. Well, they could, still they could, because they could
0: have you know, still been married or whatever, and she could have just been at home. Terrorists, I but mean,
1: maybe so. They could have been split up, you know.
0: Let's uh, just like
1: trial separation type.
0: Let's thing. get those final thoughts, thoughts, thoughts,
1: thoughts, thoughts. Yeah, sounds good. I like that. My final thoughts: Die Hard Two. I enjoy watching this movie. I remember it. It's a good Die Hard movie. Whatever. Not gonna be the. It's gonna be at the end of my one through three. You know, Die Hard die hard with a vengeance die hard Two. that's how i kind of list them you know and it not being the best of a series it's not really going to go up against a movie that is a one note really good fucking action movie from the early 90s you know right towards that end of those really badass action movies before that kind of died off and then it shifted action movies it all genres shift and that was right before the shift from action movies you know to where it started to get the over the top jumping fucking cars from building to building and the insane shit we see today, you know? So that's for me, it's last action hero, man. It's definitely going to be the one that does it for me. (laughs) Last action hero. Hero. I'm so sorry. No, I was thinking about earlier, uh, one of the guys directed or or wrote last action hero. And I think Uh, that it was probably Steven to I think so.
2: Or would, or did Shane black? I don't know. They both,
1: I don't think it was Shane Black. I think it was... Uh, yeah, it wasn't Shane. Uh, no, it was Shane Black. My bad. Anyway, Man, what the fuck <laughs> ever. He wrote the goddamn other movie that I mistakenly said.
2: But <laughs> Nick Tiernan did direct Last Action Hero. So... So there is a tie there.
1: Let me, let me do my final thoughts here, Josh. Yeah, the screenplay was by Shane, uh, Shane Black, Last Action Hero.
0: Here, Here's my final
1: thoughts. For Last Boy Scout.
0: First off, wait a minute. Bart's teacher's name is Krabappel. I've been calling her Crandall. Why didn't anyone tell me? Oh, I've been making an idiot out of myself, but Crandall. Um, we've I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh dally too long on this. We've talked about it. I enjoy uh I enjoy Die Hard2, Die Harder. I enjoyed Last Boy Scout. I'm glad I watched it. I enjoyed Last Boy Scout more, I think. I prefer Last Boy Scout. I'm really disappointed that we didn't maybe get a follow-up to that. And I'm disappointed that Damon Wayans didn't get to be a bigger star because of it, because he did really well in the movie. Bruce Willis was already Bruce Willis. So there wasn't really anywhere for him to go as far as, like, trajectory going further upward. But there was an opportunity for Wayans, and I feel like we missed out on it. And it's that sucks.
2: Yeah, final thoughts for me, is, uh, and I'll keep this brief. I, I sort of summarized it in the... um And The Decision. I think both of these are staples of 90s action movies, and there's nothing wrong with that. They don't make action movies now that really appeal to me. Now it just seems like it's Fast and Furious. And that's for some people. That's not for me. But I enjoyed both these movies, and I'm glad we covered them.
1: All right. It was a fun one.
0: Yeah, and I think we got our structure a little better on this movie, so that's good. It's always us to be making progress as far as how we do what we're doing and to see improvement. By this point, those of y'all that listen should know the routine. iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, Podbean, VeryUnreasonableThings.com, VeryUnreasonableThings.com, or VeryUnreasonableThings2020.com for the, pan, for the Podbean site. Sorry. And then obviously our Facebook page. If you have any ideas, suggestions, comments, we're We'd love to hear him You know, we're always looking for ideas for episodes. Um, thank you for listening. Daniel, anything on closing?
1: Uh, no, man. I saw two good movies. Uh, had fun talking about them. Thank you for listening. People who are listening. And, uh, Josh, I'm sure you have some love for somebody.
2: Yeah. As usual. If you're listening out there, uh, I think you're cute. And, You know, slide into my DMs, especially you, Mike Wozniak. I love you.
0: (laughs) All right. So that's it. So long. All right. Good luck.
2: I don't remember saying good luck.